by the time you hear this podcast, <laughs> Usher might steal your girl. But I don't understand why. See, it's burning me to hold on to this. I know this is something I gotta do. But that don't mean I want to. Sarah, what I'm trying to say is that I love you. Love it's you. just, I feel like, like this it. is coming to an end. It's coming to an end. And it's better for me to let it go now and hold on and hurt you. I gotta let it burn. It's gonna burn for me to say this, but it's coming from my heart. It's been a long time coming, but we didn't fell apart. I really wanna work this out, but I don't think you're gonna change it. I do, but you don't think it's best we go our separate ways. Tell me why I should stay in this relationship when I'm hurting, baby. I ain't happy, baby. Cause there's so many other things I gotta deal with. I think that you should let it burn. Oh, oh. welcome to. By the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. I, I think what's even funnier is I'm imagining um, Cedric. What's his last name? Cedric Yarborough, Yarborough singing this, like just going, going ham. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, welcome to by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening so far. Uh, thank you to um, uh, if you downloaded, um, if you have uh, streamed it on Spotify, uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, we, we have a YouTube, YouTube channel. Whoop, whoop. So uh, it would be, it would, um, we would love it if you would subscribe to that and hit like buttons on the videos that you see uh when i post them whenever that is uh we're i i we're i'm recycling some content from our instagram putting it over on youtube as well so um if you've subscribed thank you and if you have not we are asking that you do that all right (laughs) so um this is episode 146 Sorry, Ben. They didn't see that at all. Oh man! <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, you can do it again while Please, I go subscribe. <laughs> go do it. Go do it now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, so this is episode one forty six uh, that has no significance, but one thing I, I'm going to start doing. Uh, I, we, I'm trying to bring back, bring in some more of our uh, some some bits. Mm-hmm. Some running jokes <laughs> that would uh, okay. make us stand out. So um, you could say that uh, me, Greg, and him, Ben, are the uh, the the tears for fears of podcasting. <laughs> and going forward, we will be the sub music duo of podcasting, and uh, until I run out. Oh, you sent me that picture. We don't hate each other. We don't <laughs> hate each other. There are no pictures that we don't have pictures of like where we're just not looking at each other. Like we just argued and <laughs> we're mad at each other. Nothing like that. And I feel like I got to go out and get like a, a wig with like that style of hair. Because they were Spanish, one? right? They were. No, they're British. I thought they were Spanish. One of them, one of them had a Spanish sounding name, okay. but he's British. Yeah, they had like the 80s mullet curly type mullet. Yeah, but it was like it was long in the front. 
yeah. and then short in the back. Yeah, which is starting or, to come or, back. Or like bangs, short bangs. Yeah. And then a mullet. So. Yeah, no, that's like kids are doing that now for some reason. I, I don't know. They went and found it. I, have you seen Gardner Minshew's haircut? Gardner Minshew. The Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback? I've seen his mustache. I haven't seen. He he posted a picture. like He, he got this like fresh fresh mullet and he's got the parts on the side oh, and it's uh, a lot <laughs> he looks like a comedian i follow on tiktok yes i'm on tiktok but he looks like that kind of crossed with uncle rico a little bit yeah a little bit of uncle rico well that that's what that's one of his nicknames is uncle rico because because of he that. can throw a football over, can, the <laughs> over the mountains <laughs> uh let's bring on our guest here hopefully the his sound is restored uh that's showbiz folks <laughs> showbiz he's been on he's been on uh many times and uh we're glad mm-hmm. to have him back we have brandon aka father clef <laughs> hey guys <laughs> and we that have did, the, i want i just want to let you know like you opened the show exactly the way i hoped you did <laughs> it's a classic it's a classic bit from a classic show yeah um I, I forgot about it until Ben mentioned it. Do we but, know how Usher feels about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did they even get the rights to the song? Because they, they used the actual yeah. song and, and Tom just sang over it. <laughs> it was cool, too, because it was still fresh at the time. So it was highly topical, yeah. highly relevant. Yeah. Um, well, um, Brandon, thank you for, for joining us. We got you Always. on the... the uh, the video chat um it's well it's it sounds good on this end i know you had to do it sounds great it sounds great over here (laughs) so um uh we got a new mixing board and that was supposed to solve that kind of problem so uh, i'm glad Mm -hmm. everything is sounding good um so we got to ask you this uh the last time you were on was for the um what was the topic was it the becausees back in Possibly. January, February? Possibly. I don't remember. I have a horrible I, memory. I know it's been a, a couple of months yeah. since you've been on. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> um, so, some, I, I don't know if you had been on since then, but either way, um, let's see if I can see which the last one you were on. Um, oh, no, there's the Timberland episode. No, that was in October. <laughs> uh that was yeah that was the last thing i saw on skype which we no longer use yeah <laughs> you've made some updates to the business um yeah we we have an llc now so um awesome. <laughs> we we are official um so yeah be, the because he's is the last time you appeared to be on here which for the so, yeah. uninitiated because these are our annual awards yes yeah uh, so, um, gotta ask, what have you been listening to lately, Brandon? I have been listening for the past 24 hours. <laughs> I've been listening to the soundtrack to the new Peacock original girls five ever. Have you guys oh, ever heard I've of seen, the show? I've seen I the trailer. Noticed. I have not watched it's, the show. If you like 30 rock, you will like this. It's freaking hilarious. I want to know who's writing these songs because they're hilarious. I, Sarah Bareilles has been writing at least some of the songs. Okay, yeah. From what I've seen. I, 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 saw she, I saw she wrote one. 
Um, oh, I, I don't, but so I've she's only on one of them. But I've only seen the, the trailer. Majority of them are are hilarious parodies of <laughs> of nineties girl group pop music. Hold on, so is this like um together? Uh, together? Yeah, from MTV. Yes, is that what this is like? <laughs> kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. I always felt they we play with the together, like the, the together, and. They're, well, they're called Girls Five Ever because there's five four just isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because there's five members. Is it? There's, there's also five members. Okay. But is that what they said? Because four isn't enough. <laughs> they, they, like they always have, they always have like a funny, like witty thing to say why it's five instead of four. They have a whole song about it too. I know um, uh, Sarah Bareilles is is in it. And mm-hmm. um, Busy Phillips. Which, I haven't heard her name in a long Busy time. Phillips, Busy Phillips. And I, I think the other two actresses I'm not, I wasn't familiar with Paula before Pell the and show. Renee Goldsberry. Never heard of them. Yeah. But Sarah Bareilles is, I, I didn't know she act, She could act. Well, she was she in was the, pretty um, good. She, if you remember, mm-hmm. well, I haven't, I've never seen the movie, but there's a movie with, um, the actress who played Felicity, Carrie Russell. Yeah. There's a movie mm. called Waitress. And there was it was turned into a musical. And Sarah Bareilles played the 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 same role on stage. Really? Mm. So that's where I first heard of her <laughs> acting. Um and this this was probably like maybe six, seven years ago, something like that. Um the show itself also plays yeah. out like it could have possibly been a play, but like, you know, COVID hit, so they decided to <laughs> shoot it instead. But it, it's really good. I enjoyed it. The songs are hilarious. Oh, Renee Goldsberry also on a stage. She was in Hamilton. Okay. Mm. And she's been on One Life to Live. They probably needed some people who could sing and act, essentially. And the like. animated version of Fast and Furious. The what? <laughs> yes, there is one. Yes, there's an animated version. Yes, where does this, where does this animated, play? Is this on like Cartoon Network? It stars Dominic's cousin. Uh, I think it's it, on, isn't it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Starts, yeah. I mean, I should have expected that, honestly. <laughs> really because be. everyone listening or and or watching, I am at the <clears> forefront <throat> of the Fast and Furious uh, series is the greatest movie franchise of all time. <laughs> there are people that so, would yes, agree. I have, I have watched this animated movie, and it's stupid. But <laughs> it's it's connected in its own way. I'll have to check that out then, because I, I love the movies as as over the top as they are at this point. I mean, if you go back and watch the first one, it's almost unrecognizable. I've only it's, watched the first six. I have not seen Seven, uh, Fate of the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. That wasn't very good. I didn't like it. At least. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is a full on, a full on attempt at superhero movies. Yeah, it really is. It really. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it looked was... like Idris Elba had on a super suit or of some kind. <laughs> like he has, like, <laughs> like he has superpowers. I guess. Yeah, it was totally. It was even more over the top, if you can imagine. <laughs> uh, and I saw the trailer for. Is it Fast and Furious Nine or Fast Nine? 
Um, yeah, first, yeah, the ninth movie, the ninth, <laughs> the ninth, the ninth one. Uh, because I, I, because like I had that thought, you know, I know it came about on the internet, people saying the only thing left for them to do is go to space. Yeah, <laughs> and it looked like uh, Tyrese was driving some kind of spaceship it's looking on vehicle. The moon. <laughs> Who better to put in space than Tyrese, Tyrese in Ludacris. Ludacris? I just can't imagine. I'm trying to, yeah, because I, I thought they were done after they drove on the ice. I was like, okay, this. I might. Cry. I haven't even seen that one. But then they drove like from a building to another building. <laughs> yeah, but Brandon, what Brandon, what the weird as as crazy as these sequels have been, this all started with them stealing DVD yeah. players. Off of eighteen wheelers and black Honda Civics. And black Honda street racing. Yeah, like that's street racing. Like what? The most expensive car they had was a Supra at the time (laughs) that they had to fix up. They had to to fix it up. (laughs) Like it was that was it. Like and now it's just like yeah, we got tank cars. (laughs) And then it turns into then it turns into redirecting missiles. (laughs) It turns into the the NSA needs you to stop this thief. You and your crew. What? You and your crew. It's like we and have so this, you won't go to jail. It's like we have we heard for the rest of your life. This team of professionals here that we've trained for years, or we've got this team of street racers from Los Angeles. Like, which one do we choose? Which one do we go with? The trained assassins, but you know what? Or the street crew? We should have known it was going to go in that direction when, in the second one, with uh, when. Uh, <clears throat> When Paul Walker had been street racing because he let Dominic go and he lost his job and all that. Mm-hmm. And when uh, that he's brought in and it's like, these are, we got to stop these guys. And uh, he's like, this is your partner. And this guy drinking this big gulp looking drink. <laughs> and it had like some pizzeria on the cup. He's like, so uh, for this car, would you use the Santino 24s or the Santino 36s? It's like, uh, the 24s? It's like, see, he doesn't know what he's talking about. No. He's, he's, Santino's is the name of the restaurant <laughs> on the cup he's drinking out of. <laughs> so, so we should have known, like, eventually they were going to go to space. Yep. They're I'm, basically Power Rangers. <laughs> I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Oh, man. So... Like, should we be putting, you know how there were those jokes about <laughs> Chuck Norris, about like how unstoppable mm-hmm. he is? With Dominic Toretto? Mm-hmm. It's Dominic Toretto, Chuck Norris. Dominic Toretto. Not Chuck Vin Norris. Diesel, but Dominic Toretto. Because yes. yes. he's become I watched Dominic person. Toretto stomp his feet and collapse a parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he basically throw his charger or whatever it was, the Plymouth, at a helicopter? At a helicopter. Kind okay, of they like, stole uh, that from Die Hard. Yeah, I was going to say, kind they of like stole Die that Hard. from Die Hard. <laughs> Only thing is, like, it was in slow-mo, and he had this, like, strange look on his face the whole time. I'm just, and the whole time it's slow, I'm like, he's really doing it. He's really doing it. He's going to do this. Or the one where um, he he catches Letty in midair, like, between in two mid-air. bridges. It, a lot of it doesn't Two highway sense. bridges, he catches her yeah. in midair, and they land on a car. Like and, they, and they, they walk, walk away, away apparently with no they broken bones, away. just a couple of scratches. Well, I mean, he's clearly <laughs> fought people. Dirty. He's fought people he has no business being able to like hang with. Like he's fought like trained military people. He's a brawler, and he's just like holding my own. Another way we should have known this was ridiculous early on: the end of the first one, where Dom and um, 
what's Paul Walker's character's name? Brian. Brian. When they Brian. when they race each other and they beat the train and then Dom's all of a sudden hit by a truck. <laughs> and he just, and, he just had, and apparently I, I don't know if like someone just told if they forgot like, oh, he's supposed to have some kind of injury. So he gets out of the car just holding his arm as straight as pos- as he possibly can. Like, oh, he has a broken he has a broken forearm. That's it? How did he get help? He's on the run. How did he get help to, to, to heal? Letty? Was, I don't, I don't know his origin story. <laughs> I don't know. So, but he probably just went home and they wrapped it up in some bandages. That jumps. All right, we got to go to Mexico, y'all. <laughs> then they got him. Yeah, they got, or the soldier serum. Yes, yeah, somehow they found like the the plant from Wakanda. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. That's my Captain America. <laughs> he's got the, the, the strength of the black charger. Like he's <laughs> The strength of the black charger and family. Like, yeah, just drink a Corona and call it a day, man. That's, just, that's, how, that's um, how, if life was that simple, man. If life was that it, simple. It was never mentioned, but like in the first one, Jesse, the uh, the one with ADD, who's a super math genius, uh, he dies, presumably, right? Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, the other dude, the other dude, the only thing I can remember about him is like, at the like the first race, Brian's first race, and uh, the cops come, and Dom hides the car. He's walking down the street, and then Brian comes and and, and, and picks him, him up, yeah. and uh, they go all the way back to the house after uh, what's his name burned blew up the car. They get back to the house, and the the other dude, the only line I can remember he says is he's like sitting there with the beer. And then he hasn't given his like, beer. <laughs> no, 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 not not him. Okay, not not the one they ran in, they got with in Brazil. The one he was just like, "Hey, Don, we were just about to start looking for you. Like you've been sitting here <laughs> smoking, <laughs> drinking beer this whole time. Like this is your third beer. I know it. <laughs> we were just about to start looking for you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I, I I I'm interested to see them in space. Um, <laughs> if that is indeed what happens, because uh, that's a um, one the, the the thing that I I got that from is thinking that we're going to go to space <clears throat> is if y'all remember from VH1 the I love the whatever decade mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. shows they were doing, and they were talking about different cartoons in the '70s like. Um, Josie and the Pussycats or the Flintstones and it was like well it seemed like when they were running out of material just <laughs> give them a monkey and send them to space <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I mean that's the final frontier Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else One after you go thing. to space what do you do I don't know like, is there some like new crew stealing on? is there a news crew stealing PS5s off of trucks <laughs> <laughs> I'd, su- I'd fully support that movie. And they come full circle? I'd fully support that movie. And then Dom <laughs> finds out it's his son, the son he never knew he had. So what, they've got like, what, they got like white Honda Civics and they're selling <laughs> PS5s off of trucks? <laughs> come full circle? That'd be, I'd actually get them on the phone. Let's do that. That's <laughs> the you, what, is it like, like in the first one, how they were able to like drive under the truck? <laughs> oh, that was so dope. I feel like after that, the trucks were lowered so that could never happen. <laughs> that was so Because every time dope. I pass by an 18 wheel, I look, could a Honda Civic drive under that? Nope. If you get that suspension, they had that <laughs> suspension super low. Had the le- that's, how, that's how dated the, that trailer is. They had My Way by Limp Biscuit playing in the trailer. 
so you so in case you forget <laughs> this is a band that is no longer relevant in the trailer just so you know <laughs> it's been 20 years think about the red cap yeah this is 20 years yeah. <laughs> um, that's wild yeah those that and i just remember like because i was i loved lip biscuit and when i started going to that cause oh oh i want to try that <laughs> i want to try it so bad <laughs> Uh, oh, one one more thing before before we move to a, um, a music topic, <laughs> but um, uh, I don't you you're more immersed in this, Brandon. Where does Triple uh, X fit in all of this? Because sometimes I will call it like uh, Fast and the Furious two point five or one point five, depending on the order. <laughs> I would I would say I would say Xander Zand what's his name Xander Xander Cage yeah. Xander Cage is Earth 2 Dominic Toretto. That's oh, you could well, that'd be a difficult movie to make though. It's gonna say like make it a shared difficult. universe and like where like somehow they cross over dimensions and like Xander Cage has to help the Fast and the Furious crew. That'd be really dope. Either that or do it with Ice Cube. <laughs> well, he was in the uh the third one with the return of Xander Cage, even though the I feel like sevens. I mentioned this before. <laughs> Like at the end of the second one, which had Ice Cube, they're like, "Oh, we one." Uh, the uh, Toby is like, "Hey, is it my turn to pick the new Triple X now?" And the other guy's like, "No, well, I should pick one." And then Samuel Jackson's like, "No, I already got the perfect candidate." And then credits. I'm telling you, that'd be a great... that was the second one, and the third one, it's just Xander Cage again. <laughs> that'd be a great like top ten list, like the top like, ten well... actors to be a Triple X. Like just for some reason, you throw in like um. I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone who who's kind of like a uh, maybe The Rock somehow like becomes a triple X in that universe. That I feel like that role was kind of made for someone like him. Yeah, he's it's, huge. He's like huge, but so he'd yeah. basically be his character from um from, from Fast, Fast and Furious, and Furious yeah. except on the other side of the law. Yeah, maybe get a Jason Jason Statham to be one. Like just all the good. Oh, just bring the- Fast and the Furious over to Triple X. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It'd be great. That's hilarious. Tony, all I have to Tony say, Jock. Girls Five Ever is a great show. <laughs> yeah. Totally gonna check that out. How, how we got there, but yeah. yeah, I'm totally gonna I'm gonna check it out now. I like anything. I like musical TV shows. So it's good, and I it's love really Cerberus because she's just phenomenal voice. Um, yeah. She's like, she plays like a key, like they all play a key role, but she's like almost like the main character, so to speak. And she, she does a pretty good job. Really good job. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, let's get to an actual <laughs> music topic here. Um, the video I'm going to play here, um, it's via Kev on stage. Uh, but I think he plays the, uh, it plays the, uh, the audio of, what we need to talk about first. Here we go. D'Angelo's How Does It Feel But Make It Gospel. Ah, switch it to me, Jesus. <laughs> I get so excited when you're near. I've been redeemed and I want to know how does it feel, yeah. How does it feel? Write it on the screen. Since the Lord delivered you, how does it feel, yeah. Wave your hand in your house and say, I know, I know, I know, I know. How does it feel to the fair? Listen. Listen. 
Listen. Hey, I'm already loving this. Why? Okay. I already love this. Song. <laughs> Somewhere um, D'Angelo and Raphael Sadiq are very angry. After <laughs> 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 um, that, are laughing hysterically. <laughs> this makes me think back to a few years ago when that um, Lil Duvall song was big. And someone I worked with said that they did that song at his church. So I ain't going back and forth with you sinners. <laughs> like, why do you have to? Like, there's enough good gospel out there. Why you got to take, you know? Um, but the thing is, like, this is this is a step beyond I'm what say, I thought kinda... they would go. But oh, no, this is this is I've ridiculous. Heard, I've heard Christian versions of a lot of... Uh, a lot of songs. I remember one of the earliest ones I heard. Uh, remember the song "Racks" by uh, YC? Mm. Racks on wow. racks on racks. There's a Christian version of "Racks." Is it prayers on prayers on prayers on? Prayers. <laughs> if I can find it, I'm gonna play it. I was curious what they would say. How does it feel? So, how does it feel to be redeemed? Like that's just you're taking a song that like, is like so yeah. sexual in nature like it's still very sultry <laughs> yeah like it's just you i i don't know that seems a little you could have picked another song <laughs> oh i think i found it i think i found it blessed on blessed on blessed oh no yeah um i think there's also a christian version of uh from our super secret location there is a uh a show that played a you know, I'll, hold on. I, I, I want to. I want to surprise you guys with this first. I, I mean, I guess they're just <laughs> oh, trying man. to reach out to the youth and and do something cool. You know. That's a straight interpolation too. You just can't even change the line, huh? Did this get released? Yes. Imagine like if you're like a church musician, <laughs> show up. Like you just you like you play regular music during the week. They're like, hey man, you know Shape of You? Oh yeah, I got that, bro. Let's do it. Like, yeah. Like, let's I know do that. that. Maybe that's what happened. Like I ain't learning two songs, man. Just rap about something else on this one. Like I'm not learning another song. Oh God. Wow. Yeah, this is Elohim breathe on me. Yeah. It went deep. <laughs> I could see this at some of the churches I used to play at. I could hear them doing this. I could as a matter of fact, the one because I know that one I played up at in and no one's gonna know what Sandy Springs is or Roswell, but I could totally see them breaking something out like this. You've they heard were small. of kids mob. Now <laughs> we have praise mob. <laughs> Hey, hey, get that trademark. Yeah, man. this actually get could that trademark right now. 
Praise Bob. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you need to mark that down. Oh, <laughs> so you could um, WAP, worship and prayer. You could, uh, hey, there you go. <laughs> I think that's our, yeah. Oh, I think someone made that actually. Got this worship and prayer. <laughs> I get down on my knees for some worship and prayer. Got the Bible and the church. That's some worship and prayer. <laughs> I bet you there is someone made that. Someone made that. I'm and they sure probably got like they were like slap they were like getting down to it at their church. They're like, the only the only WAP I care about is worship and prayer. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Some what prayer? It's just edited out. Warriors. Like, warriors. 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 Whatever happened to just mighty clouds of joy? Like what happened? <laughs> what happened to some Shirley Caesar? The Jackson the wine, Southern like Airs. Jackson Southern Airs. I blame this on the <laughs> bright baby blue suits with yes. giant bow ties, sweating with Jerry curls. Like what? I, I blame I blame this on on the on the um, sounds of blackness. They just they made it too. Well, you gotta you gotta blame Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis for that. They made it too cool to <laughs> be. They, they produced that. They're like, oh, gospel can be cool. It's like, no, it needs to be. Needs like, to oh, be we can be cool. Traditional, you know. You had the old lady playing the piano. Yeah, you need. It needs to be traditional, you know. <laughs> Keep it blues based. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of country influence. I mean, I still remember that, like. And I guess this is me. I was the get off my lawn guy because I was totally um, when I was playing drums at one church, they wanted to do a song that was an I can't remember when the name of the song, but it was an older song that had like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Like, no, we're, we ain't doing country. We're not doing country and Western. I'm like, that's the beat. I'm sorry. That's the like. What do, what do you want? <laughs> they wanted something like more contemporary. Like and there is. Be and you know we well you've heard a couple of songs already for people listening. There, there are um, a lot of songs that borrow from uh, secular music. Yeah. Um, I mean, go well. You can at least go back to the Clark Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the songs like you brought the you brought the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, is a uh, Stevie Wonder's. Um, master, master jam, master, yeah, master, master blaster, master blaster, yeah, master yeah. blaster. So yeah, it's it's basically a remix of that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and then like almost everything Kirk Franklin does, he he sampled. Something. Maybe we blame not well Kirk at least half half of what he does. He sampled something because I mean he admitted he had gone too far. And because he said it. Well, no, no, he said it. Some, Some people, people thought, thought he went too far. <laughs> he probably didn't think he was going. He, he probably didn't think he went far enough. It was, it was like, you crazy for this one, Kirk? You crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like who? You, so who you gonna have? You got a nice Christian rapper? No, we're gonna have that chick from Salt and Pepper. What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what's it gonna be called? God's property. You crazy for this one, Kirk? You crazy, man? <laughs> What if it was a, a young Jay-Z saying that? <laughs> I want this one played on secular radio. You can't talk about God on the radio. <laughs> and That'll then, never sell. And then like 15 years later, well, not even 15 years, like 
maybe like seven, eight years later. What, Jesus Walks? Jesus Walks. <laughs> so you like, can rap is, about anything is, except for Jesus. Is nominated for a Dove Award, like which Kurt is Franklin like the like Christian Grammys. Kurt Franklin would like a word <laughs> with you, sir. <laughs> well, Kurt Franklin's like, what, what about me? <laughs> I think it was Lean On Me nominated. I think like, Lean I've On Me was nominated this for, whole for time. something. The uh, oh, the song with Bono and yeah. R. Kelly. He that had was to like go, for song of the year. Yeah, the he, he had, like had to go like out there. Like he was like, <laughs> it's like I got Rachel Lewis. Okay, who else? I got R. Kelly. Okay, that's nice. I got Bono. Who's Bono? Bono. Like the guy from the band U two. Like Who's the, that? I, the Irish band U two. Like yeah, he's introducing <laughs> black people to U <YouTube>. two. <laughs> he introduced me. I was like, who's this dude coming in like real hard? Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Like but it it's so different. But if people listen to you, do you realize a lot of uh, Christian undertones with their music? Oh yeah, he's big and it's it. all he's over the place. Yeah, that's crazy. I never thought about it like that. Like Bono, Bono, Bono basically had it. Almost had a duet with R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like that had to be. But they were on the same. They were on the same song. song. Yeah, that's hilarious. Song. To think like, that is aged like milk. Like that just has not. Like you look back on that, you're like, God. I the can't. minute we finish this, I am going to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he was. Yeah, Bono was on there, man. That's like, hilarious. it's about the Lord. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. Oh God, yeah, but yeah, tons of Christian. Over, like they don't even hide it, really. I mean, they've no. Yeah. It took me a while to realize it, but they had a song called "The Unforgettable Fire." Like. This song's about Sodom and Gomorrah. And I believe Where the Streets Have No Name is about heaven. It's about heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then even funnier, because my old uh, bass player who's in the band I'm in right now, um, Pride in the Name of Love, we had a gig like the weekend, I was like maybe around MLK Day. And he was like, we should do that song. I was like, not at that bar. They won't appreciate it. No. They won't get it. <laughs> and they might be upset. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm like, this is dedicated to Dr. King. Get off stage! Like, they start like, throwing this stuff. might not go the way we think. It's like, I appreciate that it's about him. You appreciate that it's about him. But I want to get a Stone Mountain alive. I'm just saying. Oh, Stone Mountain, get yes. Yeah. Yes. It was, a, it was, a, it was the definitely. The closer you are to the mountain. Yeah. It's like, I want to get <laughs> The faster alive. you need to get out of there. Yeah. Great song. Not tonight. Sundown Town? Not quite, but. Kind, almost. There are certain spots uh, that might be considered, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> that was, that but was, yeah, a, how does it feel, I might man? have put that on YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how does it feel, the YouTube version, I mean, Christian version, you can find that on YouTube, uh, but you, you can probably find any pop song and add, just add Christian version. And you'll probably and you'll find something. Yeah, somebody made something. It's like we've got to do something to appeal to the youth, <laughs> even though the song is like what twenty years old at this point. Like, which youth are you appealing to? Which youth are you appealing to? Like that's just like these youth. These they don't know about D'Angelo. Yeah, they're like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he plays for the for the Timberwolves. I know him. <laughs> yeah, he snitched on Nick Young. I know him. Yeah, no, not that D'Angelo. <laughs> it's like kids, there was a guy. Was like really good at what he did. Like he just did a verses, didn't he? Or his own verses. Yeah, it was D'Angelo yeah. and Friends. Yeah. There's actually one last night. I didn't I didn't catch it. Well, Brandon, Escape I don't know if total. you saw it. Uh es- Escape versus SWV. Oh, SWV. Ooh. And there was I'm some reminded. Yeah, go ahead. This is back to gospel versions of stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded of 
of the other day on Twitter, I saw somebody like post a clip of Nick Jonas singing the uh, song "Jealous." His song, his song "Jealous." Okay, with an all black co- choir. Yes, choir I've seen that video and stuff. I've seen the video. And he's just really. Sweats. <laughs> I could see that. I'm like, like, yeah, they, they, I, I think they have a greater appreciation for black music than it might have been understood. I know they were obsessed with mm. Prince so much so that they wrote a song in the style. It was supposed to be in the style of Prince, but it was like a a, a, a send up to Prince. It was burning up. It was supposed mm. to be like yeah. So mm. and then when Nick Jonas made his band Nick Jonas Administration. He basically went out and got everyone from New Power Generation. Oh. Like the only person that say, wasn't yeah. on the album was David Ryan Harris that wasn't from New Power Generation. Then they toured. I was like, yeah, you you like Prince. <laughs> and, uh, well, I I would say they maybe they didn't like Stevie Wonder enough. That was interesting <laughs> with their performance with them. Yeah. yeah, that was very interesting. That felt like, was that the Grammys? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they forced that. <laughs> they definitely... Let me take it over, Stevie. You don't know the words. He's like, what is this? You don't know the words. <laughs> you don't know this song. We gave him a lyric sheet like, ooh, bad form. He's just that good of a musician that he's keeping up. <laughs> like, this is pretty easy. Is this pop music today? This is easy. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to bring up here is the, um, I, don't know, I guess you hear this every, every now and then. Um, I thought of OT Genesis uh, <clears throat> using uh, 1,000 Miles. By Vanessa Carlton yeah. in one of his songs. Uh we may have played that on, on an episode, but um this uh came out uh Thursday or Friday. <laughs> this is a rapper named YTK. Uh the beat may sound familiar to you. It's not bad either. It's pretty good. <laughs> but it's about murder. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've always liked the beat, but I didn't like what she did with the song. Because Jermaine Dupree is just such a great producer. Yeah. <laughs> And I wish he would do. I, I wish he would come back and do some more rap. I know we talked about in his episode, like how he kind of had a G funk style at the beginning. I would love yeah. to hear some some of more of that stuff. But I just I like his work. Uh, so with that, uh, YTK flipped uh, "Shake It Off," uh, famously made by Mariah Carey, produced by Jermaine Dupree, and on Twitter he posted the video. It's only about a minute forty five, but he said. <laughs> Uh, Mariah Carey, you have 24 hours to respond. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey promptly responded with, you have 24 hours to respond to my lawyers. <laughs> so clearly uh, the Not sample the wasn't cleared. She has no sense of humor. Like she could have used this yeah, to well, like make her. Cause I mean, I get it. She's got nothing left to prove. Nothing whatsoever. We already nothing. said she don't know nobody. She don't know nobody new. But I feel that she gets no respect from this generation. Because no. they don't know who she is. Right. And she's got like this huge backlog and people who want to be her. And like this would have been a great opportunity for her to like be tongue in cheek with it. Like you don't need the extra money from the sample. And I'm pretty sure Jermaine Dupree won't care. Like just just make it. I'm pretty it, sure Jermaine Dupree was dancing in his yeah. liver. <laughs> like get your lawyers to like, I'm not get your lawyers, but like, you know, 
give them the sample, get your social media person, give you like a clever comeback and but maybe make it a thing. maybe it is a respect thing though. Like if they just took the beat and flipped it mm-hmm. and there was no contacting her publishing or whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. If there, if there, if she just sees this video, like, oh, y'all, y'all sampled my song. I, 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 who are y'all? But I'm sure, I'm sure, like he would, he will give her credit. Clearly, he gave her credit. He tagged her. But I'm pretty sure he would have no problem like paying her whatever to do. I just think but like it isn't it how it always goes. If you sample it first, <laughs> if you put out the song first without clearing it, the artist or the writers or whoever who come along and ask for everything. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can do it. Ask the Verve. Yeah. Ask Larry and Peter Guns. Well, I think they just cleared <laughs> oh, the, them to make money, what, two years ago, maybe? Yeah. And that song's in Cruel Intentions, people. Just think about that. <laughs> 22 uh, years that's ago, how at old least. that song is, and they're just now seeing money from it. Funny enough, this exact situation is the premise of Girls 5 Ever. Oh, nice. <laughs> Somebody samples their song <laughs> and Sarah Bareilles' character sees it on television and is like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm supposed to get paid from this. Yeah. I really think, though, like, she could have really used this to her advantage. Like, just get a clever comeback and, and be like, yeah, just call him, get the call, have my people call his people, clear the sample, and, like, make a fake Twitter war or something and get some Twitter cred. Like, or, that might be part of it. Maybe it, it could be part Maybe. of it. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Because like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, if I posted a video like that and she said, "Yeah, 24 hours to respond to my lawyers," I might crap my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, she responded. The lawyers are gonna call me. Damn. Like, why are you scared? Have no. you seen her shoe closet? Like, she's got I don't racks. Have a lawyer? <laughs> she's got racks on racks on racks. Like, she's got an entire floor just yeah. for her shoes. <laughs> Like I it's didn't defend myself. Yeah, like these aren't gonna just be like public defenders. These are gonna be like well-paid descendants of Johnny Cochran lawyer stuff. Like, <laughs> so I yeah, but I this don't know because I me of um there was a because at first I thought it was the same artist. It was a it's a guy named Rumor, mm-hmm. and he has like a song like singing over a Rascal Flat song. Oh God, yeah, we played that on here. Yeah. Um, he just calls it Rascal, right? It's God bless the broken road, and I, I'm curious what they. Th- I'm curious to hear what they think about that because that was the funniest thing ever. And the video, he's just holding up all the guns and in a ski mask. And he got the ski mask. On. It was great, and it's the furthest thing from country. But apparently, he's a big country fan. I'm about to say that, and he's like just singing his ass off. <laughs> yeah, he really is, man. In a country style. <laughs> Hold, I got it. I'm a uh, pull it up here. Here we go. And teardrops, they fall down like rain. Yeah, he got two Rascal Flat songs in there, man. That old song that we dance to and then I head back to the trap. It's not <laughs> much a change. I've been hurt and fucked up too. Many this is the dopest thing ago. ever, man. This is just so cool. Hoping I could come up quick. Along the broken road, <laughs> oh, I so cool. and found a plug. From me, extra, show me love. Now I'm flexing in a wreck. They hating on me too. And every sleepless night, let me to where I am. How, how did he get there? How did he get here? I don't know. 
<laughs> this is awesome. I mean, because it, it, it basically seems to me like how, you know, in rap and hip-hop and stuff, you know, culture of sampling, people like to sample. Maybe he just was with his friends and, like, they used to, kind of like how, you know, you, me, sometimes me and Chris, you just take a song, you put your own lyrics to the melody. Maybe they were doing that one day. They're like, hey, dog, you should put that put that on wax, man. I'm like, next thing you know, they're holding guns and... <laughs> I really want to know what, what Rascal Flatts thinks of this, though. Because, I mean, to Nobody's release saying. it, they clearly had to... Someone had to clear it. It's on streaming. Yeah, if they released it, someone had to clear it. So, yeah. I don't know if maybe their manager was like, yeah, whatever. They just yes to everything. And this, I just imagined it was like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> Did they say fuck 12? Like... That's not going to go over well with our fan base. Right, it's like, right. They probably didn't even see anything. Like, hey, someone wants to sample 12? God Bless the Broken Road. Really? Someone wants to sample it? Really? Yeah. What? Where do I sign? Oh, God. No, Brittany, you're right. They're probably like, what's 12? They probably don't get that. So when they tell them, like, like fuck, what? what is, that's what they call what's the 12? cops. Like who? Florida Georgia uh, line? Black, black people. That's what they call the cops. Like, <laughs> black people? Oh. But but what, what does it mean? What is what is twelve what does it mean? mean could, could, can we put twelve in our songs? <laughs> oh God! I just that had to be the most interesting conversation ever. Like that was like a phone call in the middle of the night. <laughs> like like yo, where are your headphones? Get them now. Get on YouTube. Type in a rascal and rumor. Like what? Are there rumors going around? No, it's it's worse. It's worse. It's worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, so yeah, like you've seen that. Oh, well, have you heard the the OT Genesis doing a thousand miles? It's more of a yes. cover. Um, that's a classic. I'm surprised it took this long to 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 get covered. When did that come out? That was like 2002. Oh, is that old? No, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about this cover. Oh, the cover. No, um, Genesis. Oh, I know when Thousand Miles came out. That was that was the bop back in the day. Uh, this was because I was gonna marry her. Her and Michelle Branch were on my list. <laughs> like she is driving a piano. Yeah, and then she came back later down the road and did another video where she parodies that video. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. Maybe this is it. I'm not sure. Oh, there's an ad. Um. <laughs> two th- okay, two thousand one was the the original. I don't know if this is it though. Yeah, this is it. It's a remix. It's just called Tonight. Making my way down. I have heard this. Rounds, got the four, five and the pound. Yeah, this is this isn't a lot of YouTube and TikTok and stuff. At a party today. Making my way through the crowd. <laughs> when I meet you, <laughs> I won't miss you. <laughs> I'll put you under. Cause you gon' fall <laughs> from my night. Oh, God. <laughs> I like walkers. I love drive by. Cause you know. Here's another one. There's another know. one that's more recent. Yeah, he's called like walking Who I through Smoke. the hood. Um, 
dead. He's he's. I know he says dead ass because he sounds as he sounds like he's from New York. That's awesome. I I like hearing people who can't sing sing. <laughs> like I love it. I I used to love listening to Wyclef. I'm not saying that Wyclef can't sing, but like he goes so extra. Like we someone, please call my, I could I want an album of that. I want an album of him doing that, man. That stuff that's like that's just so awesome when he just he's like you can tell like Wyclef is feeling this man. Like someone please call nine one one. Why has no one called the proper authority? <laughs> and it's like I, you could just tell like he was just trying to keep up with Mary on that song. Cause she's like, Okay, she's up to ten now. I guess I gotta go up to ten. Like <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's like, but you only have six. We're going to ten. We're going to ten. We're going to be clipping. We're going to be <laughs> like that. Um, uh, well, I've seen. Uh, well, you you sent me a recent one, but I sent you the the one I saw first of uh, someone doing a skit around um, Alicia Keys oh, singing yeah, Diary. That, yeah, and the backup, and the backup singer. singer just going, <laughs> just going back in. and forth. <laughs> well, it reminded me of. Um, Oh God! And we should, this could be a topic. Someone tell me about Twenty Feet from Stardom. Yeah, the documentary about the backup singers. I think you've mentioned it too. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me of the guy from the Unplugged. Mariah Carey's Unplugged. Trailer ends. Trailer ends. Yeah. He got he got a record deal off. Of yeah, that. like he was like my time to shine. <laughs> like he just like he did not look back. It's like you give someone that you give them that like spot and. <laughs> try to show you up there there are quite a few uh singers who got they got a record here off of some random featured performance because <laughs> uh, i know there's one um oh, i can't remember her name but she rosie Gaines. Uh, oh yeah diamonds and pearls she's mm-hmm. the, she the female in, vocalist yeah. on diamonds and pearls then she's on the uh, Goofy movie soundtrack singing Eye to Eye. Yeah, just That's why I thought it. Prince ghost wrote Eye to Eye and Stand Out. He's <laughs> I mean, a ghostwriter like, for those could, songs. Would you be surprised, though? Like, <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> those like, sound, name, those sound like names? Prince songs. Yeah. <laughs> what are the names listed on there? Is it like... I forgot, but if it's Jamie like... Starlight something? <laughs> no, it wasn't any of his aliases. Uh, mm. It wasn't any of his aliases. Was just um, what P P R Nelson or something? <laughs> it's like who's P R Nelson? Like uh, I forgot who wrote it, but yeah, I, I looked it up because I it's when I heard it, I was like, Rosie Gaines is on it. Okay, good point, good point. It's kind of funky. It's got like that. I was, oh, I was like, this could be Te- Tevin Campbell. Yeah, it's got Tevin Campbell, who he's worked with before. So that that I mean, I had, I think it just had two people's names, but. I mean, there's always the chance that he that he ghost wrote it though. That, that that's why I, he ghost wrote those songs. I wouldn't. I really would not be surprised. And that was the that's the missing link. We should start that rumor, <laughs> and just, just see if we can get his estate to respond. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Um, suspicious. But yeah, there's like, you know, some of those things <clears throat> would happen. Like, uh, I think. Um, Cedar Garrett got a record deal after doing the song with Dennis Edwards mm. with the worst music video ever made. <laughs> uh, but she's been still been more of a more of a songwriter uh, since then. Yeah, she's still writing. Yeah. Um, on our most recent one of our episodes about um, Dream Girl, she was uh, she wrote one of the new songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, she good. She good. What is she on? Which did she do first? Did um I just can't stop loving you? Did she do that before the song with um with Dennis Edwards? Yeah, it was after. It that was, was after? after. Okay, okay. So she had some fame. Um, yeah. See, it just it just says it was performed by Tevin Campbell. It doesn't say who wrote it. <laughs> also admits though that the character was you know modeled off of Michael Jackson, Prince, and Bobby Brown. The I felt like the Bobby Brown influence was very heavy. Yeah, the look, the yeah. look especially. The, the Bobby look, Brown. I was just haircut. like, this is this is Bobby Brown. Like he's got the. <laughs> The, the the sort of sort of like Gumby, like yeah. an updated version of the Gumby haircut, I guess, if he gave it to a fake dog. All he was missing was like the Bobby Brown just sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he had on like a, he was dressed like Radioactive Man or something. Like, <laughs> like he really went with the whole power line thing. Like he had a whole power uniform. line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that was great. That was great stuff. Um, let's get to the uh, the charts here. Before we get to Ben's earworm of the week, um, number one this week is "Save Your Tears." I guess a remix by The Weeknd, Ariana Grande. <clears throat> no, actually, this actually counts as the single "Save Your Tears," but there is a remix apparently with uh, with them. It's just milking this album. <laughs> uh, he is the first artist to have three number one singles from the same album in three different years. <laughs> but didn't get no grand. So Blinding Lights was 2019. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember what the second single was, <laughs> but that was 2020. And, uh, oh, like In Your Eyes or something like that, one of those. Uh, and then Save Your Tears was from 2021. So... Uh, he's first artist to do that. Number two is Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic, nice. <clears throat> Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pack. Uh, number three, The Nonsensical Peaches. <laughs> I get just, some in <clears throat> Georgia, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> I posted the uh, uh, video on YouTube when we talked about that when it debuted at number one and like how it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but as Ben would explain, uh, using Max Martin as an example, it's about the syllables. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, Rap Star by Polo G. It was number one last week. <clears throat> number five, <clears throat> Levitating Dua Lipa featuring the baby that's moving back up. Uh, number six, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring SZA. Number seven, Montero, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. Number eight, Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf. I still have not heard this song. I, uh, I know what that is. It's a TikTok song. I figured. Oh. Masked Wolf. <laughs> uh, number nine, Up by Cardi B. And number 10, The Song of the Spring, <laughs> Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. All right. These are the top 10 albums. Debuting at number one, A Gangsta's Pain by Moneybag Yo. Number two, and I don't, well, I don't know if it was help that a story came out that did he sleep with <clears throat> Gucci's now wife while Gucci was in prison? I, I saw that story. Oh. So did that help with album sales? I don't know. <clears throat> uh, number two, uh, Young Stoner Life, Slime Language 2 by Young Thug and various artists. Number three, the... Redeemable question mark Morgan Wallen. <laughs> Dangerous. Somehow one of his songs came up by accident and 
it it, it, I, it didn't sound good enough to to keep playing. I just I just skipped it. <laughs> I have no idea who this person is. Yeah, Morgan Wallen. Yeah, he was yeah. he was supposed to be like the next big thing in country, but mm. like he was also kind of like. I mean, I guess there you say like their version of Chris Brown, where he just can't get out of his own way. Yeah, like, he just kept messing up, and then, and this is even before the racist incident. Like he was at parties without masks. Apparently, oh, he's just an yeah, all-around. He was supposed screw. to be on on SNL, but then he was seen at a party without a mask, so they canceled his performance. And then they brought him back a couple of weeks later, and then they made a sketch about how they canceled his performance. <laughs> and he's like an all-around. Bad, but then like bad right after quotes. that, yeah. there's a video of him saying the N-word to somebody on like a security camera like with good sound. Skunk. Yeah, just like <laughs> you can tell he is clearly fucked up. But but then no he's excuse, saying, but it's hilarious. I was like, yeah, he's drunk as shit. But, like, he's, <laughs> but then he, he made an apology <laughs> video. It was like, don't support me. Don't uh, don't buy my stuff. And then, like, ever since, his fashion, album has yeah. stayed in the top five for, like, the last two months. Oh, like, man. they've just gone out there and supported the hell out of him. And I wonder if they would still support him if they knew that, like, he... Because I think we talked about it before. He's talking to, like, local area, like, NAACP people and, like, other black groups. And, like, okay. I wonder if they knew would they still support him. Like, don't apologize, man. It's just a word, man. Like, it's just a word. He's like, I don't no. Think anybody should use it. It's like, what? No, what I did was wrong, and I want to make amends. No, man. Don't make amends. Did they make amends when they stole our? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they just keep buying his album, and he's, you know, people, yeah, people. He should do like Moby, like how Moby said that, like. He licenses everything because if you don't, they're just going to create a ripoff of it yeah. and use it anyway. So he's like, I give them the song and I take the money and I invest it in groups that fight against them. <laughs> I want that to be a future episode about that album yeah. play because he every song was in something, yeah. a commercial, a movie, TV show, whatever. So Morgan Wallen, is he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm just taking the proceeds and donating them to the United Negro College Fund. <laughs> they're just like, they're no. just, they have no clue. You don't have to do that. They have no idea they're funding black people getting educated. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to choose to think. That's what I'm going to choose. Know. To, they don't know. They have no clue. They don't know. They're just like giving him money because they think he's using it. They just don't know what for. <laughs> it, it, I couldn't tell you this. It's not to pay the the bail of um, insurrectionists. I know that no. much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to do that. Hate to disappoint y'all. <laughs> Let's get to uh, number four. We're still at number four. Uh, debut at number four, Soul by Eric Church. A good country artist. Uh, will he overtake Morgan Wallen, though? That remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number five, uh, Justice by Justin Bieber. Number six, Soul Fly by Rod Wave. Number seven, uh, and it was not on the charts at all last week, but jumps back up to number seven after hours by the weekend. So people stop buying the greatest hits album. Is that <laughs> uh, number eight, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Number nine, Fearless Taylor's version is working <laughs> by Taylor Swift. And number 10, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. <clears throat> And let's get to the Artist 100. 
real quick after listening to like the last episode i went and listened listened to taylor's version after ben talk about it and i hate it so much. <laughs> i'm telling you man it's just it's the it's, it's the like, little things it's not the same it's just the little things and i feel bad being that type of guy because i'm an artist and i i i do root for the artist and i i admire what she's doing but like <sighs> Cause like it's like JoJo did the same thing when she recorded her she re-recorded her first two albums mm-hmm, and they right. sound and they're like they're like more or less like beat for beat yeah like those two albums except she she just sounds older she sounds yeah. she still sounds good but she just sounds older mm-hmm. but she was like what thirteen like, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah she was like clearly a child <laughs> when that album came out. When those albums came out, <clears throat> but like the weird, the, the hilarious thing is seeing like other like artists try to do it, <laughs> like Jay Holiday. Jay, Jay Holiday's Holiday, trying it. Jay Holiday re-recorded "Bed," and it's <sighs> terrible. <laughs> Does it keep the guitar in there at the end? It's the exact same track. It's just him singing over it. Oh, that's weird. Why would you do that? It's he must not terrible. have made any money off of that song. Yeah, tonic. I, I got I got pushed as um, um, the 26th oh. anniversary of um, if you could only see. Yeah, and they that came up on my release radar. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it it came up and it's, I listened to it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll keep listening to that. <laughs> I, I didn't even listen to it. Keep listening to the original. <laughs> so it was so it was a remake. I thought it was remastered. No, um, it sounded different to me, but it might be because I know they re-recorded the entire first album only acoustic. Because that's what we need. This this proves <laughs> once again, y'all need to have entertainment lawyers when y'all sign these deals. Because apparently, yeah. you're you only re-recording it because you didn't make any money, or you don't have the you don't own the the mm-hmm. uh, the publishing or the masters or anything like that. Got to be aware of what you're signing. Yeah. Um, don't be like Smokey Robinson. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the artist 100 number one this week. He has a new album. Uh, Eric Church. Good for him. Uh, This is, um, I think, well, I don't know if he was, well, he was number one last week. So I don't know if it's his first time ever being number one. Uh, Number two, he has a new album, the number one album, Money Back Yo. Uh, Number three, The Weeknd. Number four, Justin Bieber. Number five, Drake. Number six, The Nicest Man in Country, Luke Combs. (laughs) Uh, number seven, Dua Lipa. Number eight, Ariana Grande. Number nine, BTS. And number 10, Lil Baby. Uh, Lil Baby made uh, the game's list of top 10 rappers of all time. The ge- Like from Los Angeles, the game? Yeah. He made People a list of really the top like 10 him. rappers of all time. And it was like Jay-Z and Kanye, Andre 3000, Drake, Lil Baby. Lil Baby. Little baby made his top ten. I really respect the game. <sighs> people really like him. I've never, I haven't really listened to his his stuff. I've heard a couple of songs, but really a like lot him. of people, yeah, a lot of people like him. I know? mean, I heard so there was what some Drake song or whatever. It's one of those videos where they, um, where they're making fun of the fact that like you know someone is blowing you out the on feature. your track. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. it was him and um Drake. Yeah, and apparently like I've not heard this song, but I mean the verse was nice. If that's representative of his entire catalog, then I could see, you know, but like, I don't know. I feel like you got to be around for a while for me to kind of call you a top 10 to make yeah, sure that you got, long, around long. you got longevity. I mean, that's why someone like Jay-Z gets put in those discussions 
because he's he's been around for a while, you know. Like no one was after he came out with like can't knock the hustle. Nobody was like, man, Jay Z's top ten, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> no, we, I think <laughs> over the past, like Jay Z's been around twenty five years. Yeah, he's mm. put out music over the last twenty five. Like his last album yeah. was two years ago. But he has that, you know, the blueprint. We've got um, the blackout. We've got all this, you know. Well, he ha- he has the longevity, but mm-hmm. a lot of rappers don't. Um, like there have, are there are some rappers. Longevity. Well, and still have the popularity yeah. as well because I don't know if people realize this. Jay Z is older than Will Smith. That's pretty. I yeah, think. that is pretty wild. Uh, yeah. But Jay Z isn't. Um, I mean, Will Smith isn't. You know, still putting out. I think the, his last album was like fifteen years ago. Uh, but rappers aren't putting out albums, you know, when they're 40 and older. Not a lot of them. Maybe they should. I don't know. That's. But I mean, no, I, I well, I mean, they want they're not popular albums. Yeah. I mean, there are very few rappers over 40 who would make a popular album right now. I mean, that's probably like Kanye and Snoop, <clears throat> which is crazy to think that they're that's over 40. about it. <laughs> like Kanye and Snoop, who's probably he's pushing 50. sixty, if not fifty. Yeah, he's he's, on, he's, he's like 40, uh, 49. Jay Z's older than Snoop too. Yeah, also. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he made it a little bit later in life. Oh my God, I did. You were okay. I I thought he was older than fifty. He's, he is. Wow. Okay. Who? Snoop. I didn't. He. But he started out so young. Yeah. When he when he was on mm-hmm. Deep Cover, he was like nineteen. Yeah, he was a kid. Okay. Um, so yeah. And, you know, I think like, and I, Brandon, I don't know if you, if you heard when we talked about this with the, with the Grammys, um, the album of the year category, there was all, uh, what Ben has heard on Reddit called rapidy rap. Oh, that's what the kids call <laughs> it. Cause it was rapid-y-rap. like Nas and Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> Um, it's like you gotta listen. Yeah. <laughs> All these words. <laughs> so it was. It, it was. Uh, it, I think Royce the Five Nine was in that category. Mm-hmm. So it was like older rappers who like really worked on putting an album together. And with younger rappers, probably the the youngest you might <laughs> see is someone like Kendrick Lamar, but he's already in his thirties. Yeah. So uh, you won't see a lot of younger rappers working on putting a full album together because that's basically been discouraged yeah. from being made. Yeah, he's he's definitely a throw. You know, if you're trying to get popular quick, yeah. you, you know, push these singles and the album can come that. later or it'll be at a point where no one really cares that there's an album. Yeah, when did Good Kid yeah. Mad City come out? That was like 2013. Yeah, I'm just trying to, uh, man, like imagine him without a good kid, Mad City. Yeah. And he was just a guy who's releasing singles, you know, and we don't, some of those songs we probably don't get, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, that'll do it for our music news. Uh, ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? <clears throat> so this is a this is a shout out to, um, I think we've had him on twice for our 100th episode and then the one about bands changing their sound. Shout out to Chris. I'm not going to say his last name because maybe he don't want it out there. But um, It's in the show notes if y'all can find that episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a band that him and I are both fans of. We've often said that if we won the lottery, this would be one of those bands that we pay to get back together. If you can find <laughs> all the members. 
um, from their album Halfway Down the Sky. It's a band called Splendor. They had like one song, maybe two. I remember primarily one because it was featured on an episode of Dawson's Creek. And it was probably and it the was sounded version different yeah. than the album version. And then they had the other one that got released to rock radio, which was Yeah, Whatever, was released to rock radio. And, and I think God can explain. I'm not saying I think he can explain, but the name of the song is I Think God Can Explain. <laughs> the name of the song was the pop single. Um, but this was not a single. This one's called Supernatural. It's a little bit heavier. Um, great riff. It's just a great song. The singer's black, which I don't know if you care, but I mean, for someone like me when it came out, it was one of those things where it's like black people can sing rock. With you know? a blonde afro. With a blonde afro, which is prob- <laughs> and it's probably his fault that every time I made myself in a video game, I gave myself blonde hair. It's probably his fault. Wayman, that's his name, Wayman Boone. This is on you, bro. <laughs> All right, we got it playing. So this is Supernatural by Splendor. And we'll be right back. Supernatural by Splendor from their album Halfway Down the Sky. Is that their only album? They've got two. They've got this one and the next one, I can't think of the name of it, but like they had a song called Save It for Later, which was the single. Oh, to whom it may concern. To whom it may concern, yeah, yeah. They didn't do anything past that. That wasn't the Save It for Later. That wasn't a cover, was it? No, no, uh, it was. um, mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. That was Harvey Danger. Yeah, I loved, uh, man, I, I love that band. I love, I was listening, I was like, man, that bass player uses that space 
in that song so well. But um, yeah, I, I miss that band, man. I really do. Um, I wish they would. I don't know what they're doing now. I try to find them, but <laughs> I know like like for a little bit when MySpace was still big, he had another band, but I have no clue what he's doing now. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, if someone can get us in contact with Wayman Boone or any member of Splendor, <laughs> hit us up at. That sounds like me trying this. to keep up with uh, with Howard Jones from uh, Kills Rich Engage. Like he's in a new band every other two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, didn't he? Wasn't he in Light the Torches? Was he, he was in, in Light the Torch. That's a, that's a great a, band. He was also in a band called Devil You Know. Oh, I didn't know he was in that band. I guess that, it makes yeah. sense, though. It sounds like him. <laughs> he Why bounces it? around so much. For some reason, that I think, like, um, I, I don't know if we mentioned him um, any more in depth on this podcast, but um, you remember with Paul Carrick? Yes. Um, don't Shed a Tear. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a hit with four different acts. He's got How Long with yeah. Ace. <laughs> He's got tempted with squeeze that he sang lead oh, on. Oh, he was he sung. He sang. He sang tempted oh. with squeeze. Oh snap! Okay. <laughs> and then he sang he silent was, running and the living years with Michael Mike mechanics. mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> and then don't shed his tear as a solo yeah. act. He yeah he's bounced around <laughs> a bit. Great voice. He's British, right? Yeah. That dude's got a great voice. Um, and so, you yeah. can't find much of his stuff on Spotify, unfortunately. His because um, I love "Don't Shed a Tear." That's a great song. That 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 album is on Spotify. It is okay. Yeah. I lo- and I love the stuff he did with Mike and the Mechanics. He's just yeah. He's a, he's a clearly a, a soul inspired singer, even though he's like singing and like. Well, I mean, Squeeze was like you know pop funk, but like in some of the, his rock stints, he still brings that you know that soul that guy can sing. Man, speaking of soul. <laughs> I don't know that, that I don't know about no, that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's Sunday. Did you call it Sunday confession? <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this on a Sunday and uh we'll be talking about the uh the Usher album Confessions. Um might you call it a tour de force? <laughs> <laughs> you it, it it could be. Um you know, it's kind of the setup to how um yeah, cuz this was before like kind of how Justified set up uh, future sex love sounds. Eighty seven oh one set up confessions. That is, and I think that is a very apt description um, because eighty seven oh one was big in its own right, but Usher was still very much R and B. Yeah, and then when this came out, he became a pop star. Yeah, and he brought Lil John along with him, even though <laughs> he became the pop star, even though. He delved album. more into R and B. This is not a pop on this album, <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason he became a pop star. Yeah, it's like right time, right place, right type of music. Um, I, I do think Lil John had a lot to do with it. Another Atlanta artist had a lot to do with it. So I guess to talk a little bit about. So Greg said at the beginning, I, we said on the stream though, right on the Twitch stream. I yeah. think. Um, talking about some artists from from Georgia. Granted, he's not born in Georgia, but. He's essentially associated with Atlanta and the state of Georgia. Yeah. Um, so we'll just, also include like the producers and record executives yeah. he's worked with. But yeah. But yeah, to talk about like, you know, I love this state um, and I loved it before it went blue. I've always loved, <laughs> <laughs> always loved Georgia. And I've always felt like even though I know people say Atlanta is like the center of hip hop, there's more to Atlanta and, and the state of Georgia than just hip hop. And there's more to it than just country as well. And so we want to 
highlight some of those artists and talk about some of those artists and maybe help you learn a little bit about them. So, yeah, hope you enjoy it. All right. Uh, well, um, well, Ben, start us off. What what drew you to to uh, with this? You know, this as this is part of the Georgia series. Yeah. What um, what stood out to you to consider this out? Because we we had talked about this, and it was between he and I. I asked him which one he wanted to do. Well, what 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 topic he wanted to do? And he's like eighty seven oh one or confessions, and. I, I picked Confessions because I felt it was the it's the better album. They're my two favorites, but him. not to say that eighty seven oh one is bad. Yeah, but Confessions is is really good. It's, yeah, it's really good. Uh, There's but, some standouts on both, but I think I mean to agree with you. Yeah, it, um, Confessions has more standouts. I mean, a standout I think of from eighty seven oh one, and I don't know if everyone agrees with me, but it is. Um, um, God, the song that Ryan used to play, the solo one, you got it bad. Yeah, that to me, that's the standout. That's my favorite song from that one. But from this one, um, probably one of the biggest albums ever in terms of sales from a Georgia artist went diamond. That was the first time I'd ever heard that term. Diamond mm. was describing this album. Like, oh yeah, it's it's old ten million. Um, it was a big part of so like you know discovering music in high school. But then, like, it was a big part of our my college experience. I know your college experience. It was everywhere. You couldn't go anywhere, especially when it first came out. Like, there's – I always felt like with the people that I hung around, there were two artists when they came out, got out – get just, like, really, really played out. Usher and Outkast. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they came out, everyone was bumping them, and this was no exception. And I just – it just – it's one of those albums that I can remember – where I was when I heard certain songs. I remember when, you know, living in 501 with, you know, yeah, getting played all the time and just thinking this was like the greatest song I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also remember, you know, so to kind of bring it back around to the ATL, it is the East Side Stomp. Yeah. It's not the ATL Stomp. We had to say ATL because if we said East Side Stomp. No one knew what that would mean. Nobody would know. It is the East Side Stomp. It's not the ATL Stomp. But I can I can forgive them. I can forgive them. <laughs> but, like, you had, like, two Atlanta icons in it. But say, Usher y'all just taught me something. And Lil John. Yeah, so that was the one thing. Yeah, whenever we were out at a club or Planet or, like, I was in a story time. I was in a cover band in college <laughs> called Token White. Oh, okay. And I we used to cover this way. song. We used to we used to cover this <laughs> song. And anytime we got to the end, um, we wouldn't say ATL Stomp. We say East A-town. Side Stomp. Oh yeah, A Town. In the song, it was A Town. But yeah, yeah, we would say East Side Stomp because we're from you know we're from the area. Um, but yeah, we used to play that song, and like it always got the crowd going. To this day, it still gets people going. Twenty almost twenty years later, people will still be like, ah. Like run to the dance floor <laughs> for that song. It's and it's so recognizable. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, there was a movie that came out in which that song was played, and it, oh, Hitch. It was in the movie Hitch. Oh, for real? That was big in Hitch. Where, I've only seen that movie like once or twice. Well, it was a scene where, um, uh, like in the movie, Will Smith is a relationship expert or whatever, and he's helping Kevin James mm-hmm. date. Um, I forget the actress's name. It's not Cameron Diaz, is it? No, no. Uh, no. I can't remember her name. Eva Mendes? No. No, she was she was 
She's in yeah. it. But she's in it. But I know she you're talking about. I can't remember either. I'm I'm going to find it. <laughs> uh, Amber Valletta. Okay. Um, so he's helping Kevin James uh, get a date with Amber Valletta, and he's like, they're going to a party, and he's he's telling, them, okay, this is what you got to do when you meet her friends, you know, when you meet other people at this party, and um, he's like, okay, next thing. Uh, music, <laughs> dancing, and then Kevin James is like, "Oh, I got that on lock." And then, <laughs> and then he's like, and then uh, Hitch is like, "Oh, okay, I, I got to see what you mean by that." So he puts on a song. He puts on, "Yeah." <laughs> it's it's a it's a funny scene uh, because Kevin James was doing entirely too much. <laughs> he slaps uh, him and goes, "Never he's do like that never again. do that again." <laughs> So if you haven't seen Hitch, like it's a it's a nice, cute, romantic comedy. But yeah, uh, I remember the song being in that movie. Um, I also remember, yeah, the song was was everywhere. Yeah. And I don't know if it invented the style, but it made it popular. The um, the sports coat with jeans. I started doing it after I saw this video. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But because and I'm I looking at the poster of Hitch. Sports yeah. sports jacket with jeans. I was a broke college kid, so I had to go yeah. buy them at thrift stores. Not but. only that, but with a fitted cap. Yeah, like mm. that made it cool. Sometimes you put a a, a, um, a dress shirt on underneath it if you're trying it to keep it be- business. Sometimes yeah. you put on a t shirt. It just it depended, but yeah, I started I started seeing it more. I was like, if it's good enough for Usher, it's good enough for me. I have an abnormal amount of pictures of me in a dress shirt with <laughs> jeans and sneakers and a fitted. What what kind of sneakers? What kind of sneakers? They were probably they were probably Air Force ones. Oh yeah, you yeah, had to because he had the black ones on in the video. Getting down, boy, that dance was yeah. That every everything about that video screamed what I wanted to be doing. <laughs> so like, I want to be able to dance like that. I want to be at a club with Ludacris and Lil John. <laughs> Yeah. The hilarious <laughs> thing about this song is that it's the same song for Petey Pablo. Uh, Freakily. Freakily, yeah. <laughs> same settings. Same, same settings. Same settings. <laughs> Jackson. It's all about who gets it out first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say one thing I noticed too about the production that I never realized before there is not much bass in this song. No. And for some reason, you know, I thought there was a ton of it when I was when it first came out. Listening to listening to it the other day, I thought to myself, I was like, "Wow, this song doesn't have a bass line." Really. Yeah, like he throws in a little bit during the chorus, but like, yeah, there's not a lot of bass, which is very different for a hip hop song or an R and B song. Usually, they're very bass driven, but this was really like synth. Like, I haven't watched yeah. this video in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they pulled they pulled a, a when doves cry on this one. Like at the last minute, like just pull out the baseline. <laughs> it's not working for me. So yeah. Um But yeah, it has all of the tropes giant, of the giant gaudy watch. Yeah. All the tropes of early two thousands hip hop. Um the music really that would go on to define not defined. What else to define? Define the Atlanta sound essentially, like which was crunk music and snap music. Like it had all of the elements there, um, and it was like it kind of brought it to the masses. Um, that Atlanta sound, you know. After that, 
you know, with Lil Jon blowing up and then with crunk music and snap music getting popular, it was like if you if you could like write a decent bar and have a decent beat and you lived in and you lived in Atlanta, you had a chance of getting a record deal. Yeah. Bonus points if you lived in Bankhead. <laughs> like it was so pre- prevalent mm-hmm. that um, T.I. <laughs> is claiming Bankhead and he's from Riverdale. And if you're not from Atlanta. Oh, I thought he was from Mechanicsville. Uh, I don't. I thought always, always read he was from Riverdale. <laughs> so like, yeah. So who knows where Tia? I guess he claims whatever is relevant at the time. But like, you know, like it's just. It was kind of like that's what it was like back then. Like you wanted to be, you know. I've always wanted to say this on this show, but Bankhead Highway was our Sunset Strip, <laughs> <laughs> where you could go to find, you know, some of the best rappers in Atlanta. Yeah, this was the. Um this was the, I don't know if it was the beginning, but definitely in the midst of the crunk era. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they were, uh, from the story I've read about this song, uh, Yeah was actually one of the last ones recorded uh, for the album because they they turned in the album and L.A. reads like, we need a few, uh, there's one or two more songs that we, that we need to make this work. Mm-hmm. And... Usher was, of course, uh, not pleased with this this decision, um, and I feel like this this happened before because the album between eighty seven oh one and Confessions <laughs> that never came out a lost and, classic and Ben references one of the songs. <laughs> I love in that song quite a bit. I love it. Hey ladies, yeah, hey fellas. <laughs> but so you talking about Pop Your Collar? Yes, yes. <laughs> that song is a forget. People get mad at me. They're like that almost ruined his career. Like no, that song was that song is so. The pop, beginning pop. of the song ruined it. Yeah. The Getting of the song well, because, ruined the I rest mean, of the song. You have two options. You can eat it. I throw it away. I throw it away. To all you haters, I got something to say. Say well, you can eat it. I throw it away. That that line is genius. I want to know who wrote it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> that song is so bad. Yeah, your poppy collar don't let them don't let them disrespect you. Yeah, I, I love hearing that. I love the stories of I don't hear a single. Like you turn in the yeah. album and you know the powers that be. I, I love it, especially when it goes right, you know, because I know like with studios and there's actually something I want to talk to Brandon about and we're not going to do it now because we'll go off the rails. But, you know, some especially in movies, when studios metal it doesn't always go right. Mm. Um, yeah. The example I'm thinking of in my head is when w- Warner Brothers, who is still meddling to this day, uh, meddled in the in the Zack Snyder vision. And every time we saw Zack Snyder's like original vision, we we're like, oh, that was really good. Why did Warner Brothers mess with it? <laughs> like, you always wonder that. And I always wonder, like, you know, because you'll never really hear about it. What was the time where the exec was like, I don't hear a single. They go into a single and it was like really bad <laughs> and flops the album. And they're just like, yeah, that wasn't a good look, man. Or just get to the point where like they hear like, like, OK, this is the single. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Let's just put it out how we already have it. <laughs> Never happens. And so in this case, you know, going back and saying, I don't hear a single. I need, you know, we we need something to make it pop. Um, because, like, I think of, like, you know, you think of the songs that led off of his last two albums. So off of My Way, you had. Um, My Way. Well, there was another single, oh, too, though. Uh, nice um, and Slow. And nice and slow. You make me wanna. Yeah, Those you make singles. me wanna. Yeah, that was that was the you know you make me wanna was the big one yeah. with the music video, and then off of eighty seven oh one you remind me. 
uh, which yeah, were you remind very me. accessible songs. And wait, I, this says that Pop Your Collar was on eighty seven oh one. Might maybe it's like an extended version that. or something. Oh yeah, I it was. That, it was but then on eighty seven oh one came out and it wasn't on it. But it was on later editions of eighty seven oh one. But it was the canceled okay. album All About You. All about the, you. The letter yeah. U. That's just his thing. I wonder. But thinking that has of the to be somewhere on the Oh, internet. I see who who wrote it. Who? Uh Candy Kevin Burris. Briggs and Candy Burris. <laughs> Probably not one of her finer moments. No, can't be. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. She wrote no scrubs, so she she redeemed yeah. herself. <laughs> she redeemed herself. Um but listening to the album, yeah, really stands out on its own. Like it doesn't give it's kinda like a um a nickelback single, it doesn't really give you an idea of the whole album. Yeah. Or like you know, or like Fly by Sugar Ray. Like you're gonna be disappointed if you buy the album. You're like, what the like none of these are like Fly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, none of these are like, yeah. Not saying the songs aren't good, but like, you know, so it's I I I don't know if the album pops as much as it did without that song because of how just how big that was as a single. Well it came down to um you know that yeah they liked that one and there was a lot of hesitation to make it the first single mm-hmm. because it doesn't that doesn't yeah, it's not representative it's not representative of the rest of the album and it was the first single was almost burn because they thought burn was just an incredible song but <laughs> was is it going to blow up enough in comparison Girls to yeah, they like they knew like yeah would blow up, but they didn't know if the album would sell well because it's not representative of the rest of the album. Yeah. But Burn is more representative of the rest of the album, mm-hmm. but it's not as big of a it's not going to no. be as big of a single, even though it eventually went to number one. But it was the second single off the strength of Tom Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, yeah. Aaron Magruder and Cedric Yarbrough want their want their props and yeah. royalties. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's it's not representative, but I still it's a good song that you know, and it just I, I felt like it kind of it it like I said it it brought Crunk to the the forefront, like it it showed the viability of it, and I think it it kind of helped Lil John. I think Lil Jon is probably still eating off of that, you know, because after, shortly yeah. after that. Oh, I'm sure. Or was Ludacris, it be- too. Yeah, I think, was it before or after mm-hmm. when he had Get Low? I think Get Low had maybe just come out right before that. But It was right before. He, like, really, like, everyone started biting his style. Like, if you were from Atlanta, they expected you to sound like either that or, like, the Ying Yang Twins. It's like, you got to sound the, like. Uh, yeah. The birth of everybody using 808. Yeah. Again. Because I think what well, the 909 probably came out around that time, honestly. Um, yeah, it was like, it was just, yeah, you had to sound like that. Or they didn't want you, like the only people who had really the, the the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We had the cred to not do that was Outkast. Because yeah. they had like, no, we did stank on you. We're, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> like, because when, when, you know, Speak of Boss and Love Below came out, that like that did not sound like anything you'd ever heard from Atlanta. Like no. it didn't really sound like anything you'd ever heard. Period. I mean, really. no. Well, <laughs> kind of. If you look back on it, what Outcast did is not representative of Atlanta. Like you won't, no. you don't think Atlanta. That's the Atlanta type sound. Mm-mm. It's really not. You think more of Lil John. Yeah. Um. With uh, also with this album, 
with Confessions, 40 songs were recorded, uh, which compared to some other stuff I've read, sounds like it's on the low side. Of how many songs, <laughs> recorded, how many yeah. songs you record for an album. <laughs> for um, an album. And um, for this, um, the he well, of course he had been working with Jermaine Dupree on his last two albums that were released. Yeah, and <laughs> like, oh, shade, shade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's truth. Can't be shade if it's truth. Um, but he said um, he wanted to. He didn't want to work with any new producers, but. He said he if he was going to work with some new people, it would be producers who would help him figure out how to articulate himself in a particular way. He was looking to grow. <clears throat> um, Jermaine Dupri brought in Brian Michael Cox. And who are the producers that you bring in when you're trying to grow up a little bit? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Jam and Jimmy, Terry Lewis. Jimmy, <laughs> which just so happens to be my favorite song on the entire album. <laughs> Um, also, Just Blaze is on here and R. Kelly. Uh, Just Blaze did Throwback and R. Kelly. Um, which song was he on? Uh, was it one of the. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of names here. I don't be, know. I think it might have been one of the extended. Because it's gone through a couple of re-releases. Yeah, I don't see which one R. Kelly was on. I don't see his name at all. Maybe it was just considered. And mm. he couldn't make it. I'm yeah, not it sure. might have been one of those throwaway tracks. One of the four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> he also worked with... Uh, well, Sean Garrett is the one of the co-writers of Yeah. Um, he also worked with... Um, Robin Thicke is on there. Robin Thicke. Yeah. Co-wrote Can You Handle It? Uh, Rich Harrison, who y'all may know from um, uh, uh, Crazy in Love and One Thing. Yeah, Brian Michael Cox is all over R&B in that, that late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Writing stuff. And, That's um, my favorite favorite time. <laughs> favorite time period of R&B. Yeah, no, is it's that? good stuff. Um because you still had like from writers two to 2007 yeah no that's good stuff you had like what b2k and you had um 112 was still kind of popping i'm trying to think of some other r&b artists pretty ricky pretty ricky was popping um then a bunch of like it was like a tons of like one hit wonder yeah houston Yeah, who has not had a good life. No. Um, sadly. Um what it also with this, I know we were getting to the and how it did on the charts and everything. So in two thousand four, when the album came out, all twelve songs that topped the hot one hundred were by black artists. And what in what, oh four? In oh four. All twelve songs. Really? Um that would also include, um, well, I don't, let's see how, what they all were. But um, uh, topping the radio, top 40 radio and both pop RM and R&B charts. Um, there was also Hey Ya, mm. Drop It Like It's Hot, Lean Back, which 
another song that was everywhere. I, I, I think of Spiral Gyro or Z's or whatever it's called right now. <laughs> um, and Goodies. Sierra, so Sierra sense. has been around for a long time. Yeah. Still looks good, too. <laughs> um, let's see what else was in 2004. Okay, so we got Hey Ya, The Way You Move, Slow Jams, Yeah, Burn. Oh, man, Slow Jams. I Believe by Fantasia, Confessions Part 2, Slow Motion, Juvenile. A dope track. Lean Back, Goodies, My Boo, and then Drop It Like It's Hot. 2004 was a, was a good was a good year of music. Yeah. Um so uh Brandon when when you with this album like what kind of sticks out to you as far as like how the overall sound of it or themes or or anything what kind of sticks out to you first? When when I I'm very critical of today's attempt at popular R&B <laughs> like <laughs> A lot of the artists are more so just rappers who could kind of sing, carry a tune. <laughs> They're kind of kind of singing. Kind of but when I say yo, I like I want I want R and B R and B. Like this is these this is one of the albums I think of, mm-hmm. and it's like it has like it has everything from like from from yeah being the party the song to you got the you got the song with the old school sample and throwback. Mm-hmm. You got the uh, uh, sexy time songs in in uh, that's what it's made for. <laughs> it covers a wide. You got the heart heartbreak and burn. Like mm-hmm. it covers a wide array of what you would think would be inside of an R and B album. You got funk in that, and it girl. takes me back to high school. <laughs> I was fourteen when this album came out. How old? So we I was. Were, we were twenty. <laughs> I was I'm sorry, guys. You we were just turned way, twenty. I just turned twenty. <laughs> yeah, I would have been twenty. I, I was yeah. just trying to do math. I, I don't care about getting old that now. Year. <laughs> I twenty, but I, yeah. I just turned twenty when it came out. I was in ninth grade when this album came out. Yeah, this is this is like riding around Carrollton music. Yeah, um, when it came out, like everyone, because I had heard yeah, but um, Burn was the one that all the girls liked. Yeah. And I just did not like that song, um, especially because I'd also heard Caught Up, which is my favorite song. And I think one of Usher's most impressive vocal performances, like, I I wonder how many takes it took to get that song recorded. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I, I remember being absolutely blown away because I knew he could sing. I didn't know he could do that. <laughs> there was he actually, goes for it at the end of that. Yeah, song. he really does. He goes. Yeah, that's there the perfect was, way to put it. <laughs> an effort to push him vocally for this album, according to the uh, some of the stuff I I found. There was a push to to, to there was one to push him vocally. Like they're like eighty seven oh one is good, but mm-hmm. we know he can he can go bigger vocally. Yeah. Uh, so they they push for that. Um, Dre and Vidal uh, out of Philadelphia produced the song um, and uh, he asked them for something up tempo and what's the tempo on that it wasn't that up tempo was it uh, let's see if it has the Music BPM on it not up tempo uh, I feel like it's like around not that I can see but that was 110 beat. it did not feel like 110 
that did not feel like 110 beats, but yeah. Hmm. Oh. Like I would have predicted maybe 90 to 95, but yeah, it doesn't feel like 110. But it's just a great song. Whenever I hear this, I automatically think of the drummer Aaron Spears. Yes, he does a great cover of this. But he played for Usher during this time. So. Oh, he did. That makes sense mm-hmm. then. Okay. Because I've seen other drummers. So there's another drummer I followed named Cobius, who is a fantastic mm-hmm. rock drummer. And he tried to play this. And that's when I learned <laughs> that just because you're really good at rock does not mean it translates over. Because he could not find the syncopation and the and the he just couldn't find the beat. Like he's but not like Cobius is a great drummer. No, you know, taking nothing away from him, but like he just couldn't get the feel. And I think he understood it too. <laughs> yeah. That's something that's something that's something you will mainly mainly only see that in black drummers. Yeah, like like Eric Moore, he played for Suicidal Tendencies, mm-hmm. but he also plays for like gospel yeah. artists. You get and, chops like, in that type of music, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember some of his videos though doing this because he did this at drum clinics too. Like mm-hmm. he would play he would play along to the track. Um, but I didn't know he was his tour drummer. That makes a lot of sense then why he would be pushing that song. Yeah, I just remember like just man, like he yeah he 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 goes for it, like he leaves it all in the studio, <laughs> as they would say. Um, I remember being kind of disappointed by the video. I don't know what I expected from it. I just didn't really like it. It's kind of cheesy. <laughs> Why did he go for the girl first? <laughs> he swung on her first. <laughs> I feel oh, like this, this is- always happens. There's always like someone always makes a video in which you want to look like gangsters from the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Someone like, always hey guys, makes that let's video. Let's do Harlem Nights. <laughs> let's do, step let's in do like, the, let's not. the Godfather, but with but with dancing. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not. And say we did. They, this happened a lot in the 80s. There was always a video that took place in the 30s. Culture Club. Jermaine Jackson, <laughs> Joe Jackson, the 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 jazz singer, not 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 Michael's father, but <laughs> there was always like that kind of video. Um, but yeah, I I yeah I know Ben likes that song. I it was one I didn't care for. I didn't realize it was a single for a <laughs> long time. Um, but it's it's definitely one of those. It's it's an underrated song, I yeah. think, compared to the rest yeah. of the the rest of the singles. It's underrated, definitely. Um, yeah, by the time it was yeah. a single, I had heard it so much that not, I wasn't yeah, tired I mean, of you it. Already but it had was heard the album. Yeah, then, you know, yeah. Then a lot of people are familiar already. So one thing I, I do want to make sure that we bring up here is the overall. So this is could you call this a concept album? You know, confessions is essentially about him confessing to was it Chili he was dating at the time about cheating on her and yeah see i've heard it two ways like yeah like he wants he he was marketing it or promoting it as yeah i got a lot of things i i want to say you know i got my own little secrets but the song confessions part two in particular was jermaine dupree said oh it was about a situation i had Mm. Mm. but it was just like 
coincidence that it was him also. Yeah, hmm. it was it was totally coincidental. I mean, who was it? The the woman that he ended, that Usher ended up marrying was that who he got pregnant? I don't know. Who was also his manager? Because Confessions Part but, One goes into it a little bit deeper and yeah. tells is more of like a story type song, which is probably why I like it more. Um, Where so, he said he was in L.A. Like, with her and yeah, acting was like LA, nothing was with nothing my ex girlfriend, also featuring a harmonica solo by the incomparable Stevie Wonder. By Stevie Wonder, yeah. Um, but I just, I, I, I look at some of the songs, I'm like, huh, who was caught up about? <laughs> was that like, you know, he was like, because he felt that. Yeah. He really felt it. Like whoever caught up was about granted. I know he's not writing these songs, but like, who was he feeling when he wrote that song? He was like, yeah. And I caught up with this girl in LA. I got her pregnant, man. Uh, she's got a hold on me, man. She's got a hold on me. But you, you got chilly. Yeah. But this girl, she really, you know, got me down. Like, Man, this is this is the this was the one I always preferred. Um, I can hear Matt out there that right now saying like I'm just a contrarian. I'm not. I'm not. Matt thinks <laughs> well, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Maybe like you would like the one that's not popular. This one was good though. And it's got the awesome. It's got the bomb ass harmonica solo. And we and you didn't. We didn't hear this one until the special edition version came out. Right. Yeah. I, With the extra. I'm pretty sure I got track. this on Napster or whatever was at the <laughs> LimeWire probably screwed up some computers doing it (laughs) yeah i remember i remember hustling this album so hard (laughs) because i used to sell cds oh nice school oh man good times also you were you were one of those guys who had a cd burner and Mm high-speed internet yeah i've paid for a few of those (laughs) what's interesting is that this was uh they they were concerned about the piracy at the time before the album came out. Oh yeah. Yeah, no everybody was <laughs> at the time and that's that definitely needs to be an episode one day cuz I was Limewire was definitely It was maybe two episodes ago. I was driving home and listening to Metallica and listened to I Disappear, not realizing I didn't realize at the time that was the song that started everything. <laughs> that was the beginning of their end. So that I was just like, man, you can't sue your fans. Just can't do that and I was also reading up on this, like, yeah, they were concerned about piracy because this was, you know, the beginning of high speed internet was more accessible. Had folks like Hawk Jones out here, like trying to like <laughs> hustle these CDs. Um, I was, I was out here. <laughs> did you, hey, did, did you have, wild. did you make labels or just like write on a write with a sharpie? On uh, I just, I just wrote, I just wrote with a sharpie on mine. Okay, but I also, I also made sure, like, I had like the jewel case, and I would like write the tracks on the jewel on the like. Like, because oh, they yeah, would cover yeah. like the album. Yeah, because it, it had the, yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, man, you guys see. But I would man. also still Brandon write it on there. <laughs> I uh, messed my parents' computer up. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, yeah, those CD burners can only do so much yeah. <laughs> before they start to kind of screw up. And I mean, that, that it started wasn't, happening. It wasn't to meant me. to be so prolific. No. <laughs> mm. No, it was not. And I mean, Thank goodness you didn't have data caps back then. <laughs> right. He was like downloading like albums. Some guys like, I want Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. It's like, bro, that's gonna put a strain on my parents' internet, man. That's extra, bro. That's extra. You want that? I'm gonna have to throw in the extra five dollars. So. I mean, I can. Do you need the intros, the weird intros with like the helicopters and stuff? Like, cause <laughs> I had some guy. I'm not even kidding. On one CD, I asked for a roundabout by yes. That was like the majority of my CD. <laughs> Because <laughs> he found a live version that was like ten minutes long. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it was good, but I was like, man, that's like the majority of my CD, man. Like, damn. I was about to say, that's another thing. Dealing with like uh, the size of CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, like I said, like it was between Yeah and Burn as far as being the first single. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually meant to be released late 2003, the album. And it got pushed back. And it got pushed back to March 2004. Um, and then he would uh, would um, he would have a tour, a two-month tour called the Truth Tour. And um, the opening act for the tour was Kanye West. Little known artist from <laughs> Chicago. Actually, he had, he had headlined his own tour for the college dropout, but he opened for Usher. Yeah, well, I mean, so, he was big, but he wasn't. Usher, that was dude. definitely the. Uh, you see the. Um, what what's the phrase? The pecking order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, so there was a, a tour, a short tour for that promoting the album. Um, I always find it funny to think about R and B artists when they tour, because I don't like. I don't know. I've just art an R and B concert is always just weird to me. Because you have it's like there's no in between. It's either they're up there singing along to a recording or they've got a live band, and it's a huge yeah. production. And it's either it's one way or the other, but yeah. it feels like one extreme yeah. or the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Usher, of course, you know uh, all this. He had he had bands. It is yeah. it is he and, had yeah. And he always put on a great show. And I remember seeing some of those some of the videos, like he you know pulling girls up onto the stage to sing to him and. Yeah, I, I I wish I could have seen Usher in his heyday live. Uh, so Sorry. with this, um, I guess the the thing that people thought that this was about his relationship with Chili, I don't even know if they were still together at the time. Uh, well, <clears throat> he had ended his relationship with Chili early in two thousand four, and people thought that the breakup was about the album was about the breakup mm-hmm. and what he had been doing. And uh, Usher was um, uh, he was he had a guilty conscience, basically, and because he cheated on her and that's why they broke up. And then he made an album about it. Um, That's what I always thought it was. Chili did say that she that he did cheat on her and that's why they broke up. But like I said, it appears to be coincidental that. That's what the al- the album has those kinds of that kind of content. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes he, me think of um, yeah song exploder where they interviewed um, Selena Gomez and she talks about the you know the song lose you to love you and it's like sometimes I'll just come in and I'll tell them what I'm feeling and they write a song around that and that's essentially what I kind of thought happened. Like he was like, yeah, this is what I'm trying to get off my chest. All right, we got you. And they make a song because it just seemed so personal. Yeah, it really did. And like then, like years later, when now that we know more, I'm just like, so it wasn't about a girl that you got pregnant in Los Angeles and you broke up with Chili because, okay, like it's like so phony. How can- <laughs> <laughs> it's a phone. <laughs> yeah, it's like what what is it you know like and if you're saying oh i want this to be about you know revealing little secrets and i want to get some things off my chest okay so 
you you really didn't get anything off your chest. Yeah. Like you really didn't say anything. Like it was Jermaine Dupree getting stuff off his chest. Yeah. <laughs> got things off of Jermaine Dupree's chest. Exactly. Because even listening to yeah. I'm taking little things from like, okay, like maybe this is like where he met her at the club or something. <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm at the club with my homies. I'm in the VIP. And then I see her and she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. Right. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh man, let it burn because, you know, he's breaking <laughs> up. But like, I'm, I'm really like, I'm okay computing yeah. this thing in my head where I'm just <laughs> like, this song is this and this song is this. And like, you can make a like, movie. I'm- like I'm full on good kid, Mad City. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. To like from beginning to end. Because I, I do wonder if the people listening know what OK Computer is. If you don't, it's totally cool. Go check it out. But yeah, to bring it more contemporary, good kid, Mad Cityying this album, <laughs> <laughs> thinking that like you know each one of these songs means something, only to hear now like nah, bro, it didn't. Um. So yeah, Usher really, said not that. Not for him anyway. <laughs> not for him. For Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> yeah, because like Usher said, people assume things because, as I said, I pull from my personal experiences to make my music. Um, he said he added that he loved Chili. However, it just didn't work out. But cheating is not what caused the relationship to collide and crash. Even uh, had the fake phone call and everything. It's like no. Nah. That, that was Jermaine Dupri. No, nah, apparently. No, nah, don't say that, man. Don't say. Nah. That. <laughs> I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna call you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna call, call you back. back. He says it like with conviction. It's uh, like ah, oh, she found out. <laughs> and um, burn That's is a re- is a reference to Chili, but he said told the press that the impregnating issue was not taken from a specific situation in his life. He said that it was his friends who have been through similar situations inspired him to write those songs. But you, did you write Burn? Were wow. you a co-writer on Burn? Yes. Yes, you were. Okay. I got to give you credit for that. But uh, <laughs> that wasn't, you know, um, he says that it's just something that I collectively got energy from everybody around me that had been through it. And then Jermaine Dupree said that the story behind the album is his. Me cheating on my steady girlfriend, having a baby with that other woman, and having to confess to everything that happened to my main girl. So Jermaine Dupree, this is Jermaine Dupree's confessions. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. I'm looking at the confessions video right now, and the phone he's using in the beginning of that video, that that earpiece, a, a Palm Pilot, I think it is. You know, that's gonna, a that's a throwback right there, buddy. Let me pull it up a right palm now. Pilot. Palm pilot with the earpiece, the wired peer, earpiece. Oh, they a Bluetooth wasn't around yet. Man, quit playing with me, man. That was a luxury. Yeah, having the wired piece like that was a luxury. Just have that. Yeah, having an earpiece in general. Like you in like, the oh secret my God, service. Is he listening to music or is he talking to himself? Put that on everything. Damn. Not some things, but everything. <laughs> I'm gonna call you back. Immediately start singing. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, 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 I gotta go. <laughs> Dude, where you going? I gotta go. <laughs> I'm in the booth. What kind of booth was that? <laughs> where he brings his phone in there. I would have been, been a mad producer, like, hey, dog, turn your phone off. <laughs> like, you were, <laughs> you're ruining tape. <laughs> 
I wonder how many takes this took. Because this is all one shot, one long take. But there's more. <laughs> Security guard just standing there like, um, are we going? Uh, uh, do you want me to close the door? Uh, not, not yet. <laughs> yeah, this version was okay. It's just that the, the the other one was just so good, but but this was this was a hit. Yeah, this was a hit. Mm-hmm. This was the hit. I mean, this was one of those like you know you turn on on your fat back TV <laughs> because the flat ones were too expensive at the time, and you yeah. But usually it was like it was it was kind of messed up because it was bookended by screaming teenagers. Um, in Times Square on TRL <laughs> and Carson Daly or whoever was hosting at the time was it was it cracked out Jesse <laughs> messed up Jesse <laughs> I feel like he was on after he won the competition he was on one episode and then he was never seen again <laughs> he made that album or, or that song oh, God, and he, he was did. never seen again like, is he high again yeah <laughs> Like, yep. get Dave Holmes in, the actual guy who's like, yeah, I went to Connecticut broadcasting. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm actually trained. He's like, yeah, I did a study at Columbia. Like, say, like, oh man, this guy's good. Four years at Missouri School of Broadcasting. Okay, all right. Wouldn't be surprised if he really did go there, but yeah, this, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was this was a number one song as well. Um, uh, so with this album, you know, we talked about how, you know, with the, 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 with the Lou Pearlman documentary, you know, that was a time where, you know, albums could go platinum in off a day, a single or, or a week yeah. and off of one song, uh, <laughs> confessions sold over, went platinum in a week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah was the, the diamond, that, the jewel. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, um, that was the. That's wild. That went global. Used to that sell that much single. in a week. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the first highest ever first week sales by an R and B artist. The second highest first week sales by a male artist, and the seventh highest first week sales uh, in the history of SoundScan. Yeah. At the time of its release. That was back when you could whip your fans into a frenzy. Yeah. Um. And I mean, and honestly, you know, I think one of the reasons why music kind of struggles now is oversaturation. Um, mm-hmm. And we get oversaturation really because we have more access. You know, with the advent of the Internet, I don't think it's that there are more people making music. It's just that we see more people making music. Back mm-hmm. when this was happening, the Internet was around, but it wasn't what it was, what it is now. And you really did depend on record companies for exposure. So you only knew about a handful of really, really big artists. And you only had so many ways legally to get their music. So you could really whip your fans into a frenzy for a release date. And after 8701, it was just like, the you know, his big follow-up. This was it. You release a single like, yeah, with this like really crazy, not, no, not crazy new sound, but like this really hit new sound. Um, and Usher's looking cool. Like he's still young. He's in great shape. He can dance. He can sing. And it's just like he, you, you whip your fans into a frenzy and you can, you know, you can get people out to do that, to buy a million records in one week. That's in, that's unheard of nowadays. It's insane. Like unless you're Adele, you're the, unless you're the <laughs> biggest pop star in the world, <laughs> you're not going to sell a million records. And even then, sometimes if you are the biggest pop star in the world, you're still not going to because they might just stream it. Yeah. I think Adele. Right, then you got to make the 
then the rules were changed to make streaming, streaming count yeah. more. Because I think Adele kind of a, not saying that this is a bad thing, but she appeals to a little bit of an older audience that actually will go out and buy a record. They're like, oh, I don't mind going out and buying a CD or something or purchasing a, a full album on iTunes. Whereas, like, you know, Beyonce's fan base is a little bit younger. They're going to stream you. Same thing with Drake. Because I do think if you had a Drake, I, I think Drake, honestly, and this is just me saying this, if we were still in the same circumstances we were back then, I think he could pull $2 million in a week. Like, Drake is, oh, like, yeah. huge, huge. I think he could yeah. pull two. I think he could have pulled, like, by the time, like, um, views from the six came out. He probably could have pulled two million in a week. I think. I think that's how yeah. big Drake is right now. But with how he appeals to like everyone. literally everyone, yeah, <laughs> like women, like dudes who are like you know like what Bomani Jones say like this is the best guy in the game right now. <laughs> yes, Bomani, this is the guy, the best this dude in the game. game. It just he's, doesn't seem like he should <laughs> be. That's all. He sings. He raps. Yeah. He produces. <laughs> Like, your mama probably listens to Drake. Like, it's everyone. So I, I think, but, you know, to go back to this record, whip your fans into a frenzy, you know, and get them to go out and, and pull this down. And now it's to the tune of $10 million. And from what I recall, didn't even take that long to get to $10 million. It wasn't like it was like, oh, 20 years later, we got to $10 million. Like, I remember when it was still popular. Oh, yeah, that thing went diamond. Like, I was like, oh, snap. I, rem- I remember <laughs> listening to the snippets on AOL First Listen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Back when you used to have to sign on to the internet. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, they don't know about that. Oh, God, no one under 20. <laughs> what does it's that mean? Wild. These are these things called phones like in your head? No, no, no. Attach the wall. <laughs> oh, God. Um, also, the... Combining the first week sales of his first four albums, including his live album, Confession surpassed that. His first, his the first, first, the first week sales of his first four albums combined. Wow, combined. What's wild? Yeah, he was, and I think some people, you know, kind of forget to talk just about Usher. He started out at a really, really young age, you know, up mm-hmm. in New York working with Puffy making his first album that sounds like way mature for a 13 year old to be singing about. Can you get with it? Yeah. Does it, Adventures mm. with Diddy at age 13. <laughs> yeah. Like who knows y'all understand what, what Diddy was into. Who knows what he saw? <laughs> Let's just, talk, I he mean, just to talk things. about that. Like when he was producing for Mary J. Blige and then yeah. he got his own label, he got to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. He was into some stuff. What was it? Oh, I call me a Mac. Was his he debut? Thirteen single. years old singing that. Like that's just not. Or songs that were yeah. wasn't. Uh, Can you uh, get with Mr. it? Is the one that kind of gets me. Who what? says it's only a sexual thing, bro? What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Let me look at this out. Was it? Uh, <laughs> and you know who wrote you, that one? Devonte Sway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Jodeci. Like, well, we were gonna do it, but yeah, give it to the kid. <laughs> just give it to the child. Yeah. He had some interesting characters on his uh, his first album, Devontae Swing. Donnell Jones co-wrote a song. I'll Be Sure, Chucky Thompson, Dave Hollister. Yeah. Could, I Faith mean, Evans co-wrote one of his songs. Diddy was connected, man. Diddy, you know, he had the people coming out. Diddy, and I didn't realize L.A. Reid was an executive producer on it, too. But I just know what Puffy, when, you know, Puffy's was is pushing him. So, um but it was just a very mature album. 
for someone his age. It's just like, come on. And I think he mentioned that in his Behind the Music, that that was one of the things about the album. It was like, you know, people didn't quite buy it because I was so young. Like a kid singing about sex is just, it just seems weird because most... You know, he was 15. Most kids his age are like are like Sammy. They're singing about red light, green light, like singing about like kid stuff as they should. And then you got Usher over here, like he's like, this is baby making music essentially. Yeah. So that, that I always thought that was you know just to kind of see his um <laughs> to see how his career started, and then like there was but, such a big people time. eventually. Yeah. People eventually got over that by the time Chris Brown rolled around because nobody blinked that take you down. Oh, no. No, no one at all. No. Wall to no wall, one. nobody. <laughs> like, he even kind of talks about, like, I'll have you saying things that can't, um, doing things that have you saying I can't be 16. Like, what, bro? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> but as you said, like, by then it was just kind of like, eh, you know, he's just tongue in cheek. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> tongue somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? Yeah, it, it was is. tongue and cheek, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Different. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Is that the, that's the first uh, joke of that kind being made on this pod. <laughs> oh, God. I kind of walked into that one. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, just, I didn't even think about that, though, Brandon. Like, yeah, Chris Brown was very young. He was, but it, I guess it's always kind of felt like he was a kid. Even now that he's older, I kind of still feel like he's still that same kid. Um, one, I want to get you guys' opinions on this. Uh, someone also said this as far as their review. Like, this was 2004, but since then, we get Drake, Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. Miguel, Chris Brown, Omarion solo career. Um, what 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 do you think of the the influence that this album had on their careers? Hmm. Brandy Movers. Hmm. As in, elaborate. Well, I mean, uh, I guess you. Uh, Usher discovered Justin Bieber, but mm-hmm. he has the um, you know I completely the R and B tinged yeah. pop sound. You know, Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, even though his his look or aesthetic might be a little different, uh, mentioned Chris Brown uh, to where <clears throat> if he made the same first album as Usher and then went in a different direction than what Usher did, but you know they're their catalogs are are compared a lot um and then i do think i do think after this album like male r&b artists were chasing like chasing confessions yeah it's like i need i need an album of that stature i need like my magnum opus yeah i mean i think he essentially kind of became this that generation's michael jackson because yeah. Michael Jackson was his generation's Michael Jackson, you know, because you get everyone saying like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just ripping off Michael Jackson's moves, you know, you know, to this day, really, like if you're that type of singer or performer, you're getting compared first to Michael Jackson, but then second to like Usher. And then maybe a distant third you might get if you're like racially ambiguous, you might get compared to Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. But I believe for that generation, he became there like, you know, Brandon just said. You, you aspire to make an album 
that big with that much appeal without really having to sell out. Like he didn't have to, you know, mm. he was able to work with the people he wanted to work with. He didn't have to go out and get like the the popular writer at the time. You know, he could have he probably could have if he wanted to have gotten a Max Martin. And this was in But he didn't. Uh this was in his I guess the his prime, mm-hmm. you know, because he at the time when this album comes out, he's 26. Mhm. So uh you know, it's kind of if he's in that it's kind of that age where it's like, OK, what kind of I can't make stuff. Well, he didn't actually he didn't really make kitty stuff. No. And, anyway, he never. But, did. <laughs> you know, he has to show some kind of maturity mm-hmm. in a way. And that's what he mm-hmm. was looking for. Yeah. That's so why I said, like, okay, if you're trying to grow up, you bring yeah. James I'm about to say, this is, I'm about to say this is any heartbreak. <laughs> this is control. Oh, God. <laughs> now, funny enough, though, I like he didn't sell out here, but I think he eventually did when he started doing all that EDM pop stuff. And I don't know if it was. And a, that was because to... of uh, OMG, mm-hmm. because of the success of OMG, which was not supposed to be a single in America. <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to be a single. And oh, that was totally European. That was supposed to be a European single. European. Yeah. But then, you know, I don't know if there was a DJ happenstance started playing it over here mm-hmm. and it took off. Well, I mean, that was around the time really where you started having R&B artists more so lean towards thanks to someone like a Timberland who really kind of introduced America to that European style, you know, music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the like it's like the floodgates opened and like DJs were like, is it okay to come out? And like they started like and I don't, grabbing I don't, up singers. It depends <clears throat> on how like it was supposed it wasn't supposed to be a, a a single in America and kind of at the same time, Black Eyed Peas is doing mm-hmm. EDM, like people don't even know about Joyce and Jam anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. and then you know, guys, what Will I Am uh, wrote and produced OMG, yeah. and if you just read the lyrics, uh, yeah, it's yeah. clearly him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of felt like it's it's been tough to get along with after Raymond versus Raymond. It's it's kind of been hard to get down with him. That was the album right, Raymond versus Raymond. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. after um, after it was Here I Stand. Because, yeah, what, Lil Freak was on Raymond versus Raymond, I think. I can't think of uh, what the other singles were, though. Was that Love in This Club? Love in This Love Club in was on, on Here, Here I Stand. I stand. Okay, and Trading had Places the, and Moving Mountains. <laughs> that had the zipper song the, um, <laughs> that um, Polo de Don did where, like, Monario was like, just sounds like someone was, like, standing around zipping up and unzipping zippers. <laughs> that was the beat. Like, it just... Like, I don't know what he was doing, you know, like. Well, it's, it's, I guess it seemed like with this album, okay, he co-wrote everything. And then he's working, I guess then at this point, he wanted to work with other producers because <clears throat> on Here I Stand, worked with Polo to Don, uh, Tricky and the Dream, Jazzy Faye. Yeah, Tricky uh, and the Dream are good, though. Polo uh, is suspect. So Polo. Okay, there. Okay, here's a Jermaine Dupri produced some, but then he also worked with Neo and Stargate, um, mm-hmm. Danger, and uh, Jr. 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 Rodem. Jr. That was that was always my favorite producer uh, tag. Beluga Heights. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my oh man. It, j- 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 and it looks like Usher. I don't know if it was the 
Beyonce co-songwriting credit thing, but he is credited as a songwriter on every song. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Um <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, like yeah, the, the sound, say, the like sound changed this. as I think he tried to change with the times because it's less Jermaine Dupree and yeah. more of, I guess he's a little, he's a, trying to be more poppy, I guess, mm-hmm. by working with Neo <laughs> and Stargate um, and Danger and and then trying to get that the popular sound at the time, which is Polo the Don mm-hmm. and Tricky and the Dream. Yeah. And I mean, I challenge that by saying he, I think he could have still remained with his roots because I think of someone like a Trey Songs coming out around that time. Trey yeah. Songs, you know, was was making essentially the music Usher used to make, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and he was he was successful doing it. So I think he still could have done it. Maybe it was label pressure. I don't know, but like, I just it was. I or guess maybe he was just like I've done everything I can in R and B. You know, I've, I've made what is. Quite literally, one of the best-selling R&B albums of all time. Where do I go next? So, and then on yeah. Raymond versus Raymond, there's there goes my baby. Uh, that was another one. I remember that one. There goes my baby. And OMG, but OMG was the big, the the big hit from it. So, but kind of like how yeah, it's not representative <laughs> of <laughs> confessions. <is> OMG <laughs> is not representative of Raymond versus Raymond at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know. And it was kind of like a you, you caught, I don't know if it's lightning in the bottle, but Usher and Will I Am crossing paths again, mm-hmm. <laughs> and where Will I Am is headed as far as where, you know, where he was taking Black Eyed Peas to three thousand and eight. Man, <laughs> OMG is a is a Black Eyed Peas song that um, they passed on because none of them can sing. Damn! <laughs> wow, Greg. was that too harsh? Was that too harsh, dude? That was they're rappers. They had Fergie. Fergie was gone at the time. Oh, she was okay. I was like, she wait, can when was kind of sing? Yeah. She can depends on 2010. When did when when did what was the last? It depends on who you ask. I mean, she's decent, you know. I'm about to say, yeah, it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> What was the last? But I mean, uh, I was I was feeling the first, the Duchess. I felt some of the tracks on that man. Big girls don't cry. It's a banger. Glamorous. Yeah, the, the, they came out with the end and then the beginning. That was the last yeah. one with Fergie. The same year. Yeah. <laughs> so it it didn't make the cut. And like, why wouldn't you so? I wouldn't do so with this song. So he gave it to Usher. <laughs> I'm just guessing, y'all. <laughs> um. So with this album. Uh, with confessions, you know, you, you see the the influence. Um, how can it be? And uh, someone else said that, like Beyonce, uh, it was heavily influenced by the album. You know, she says that like Thriller is the that's her. Uh, what is the quote here? Uh, Thriller as the touchstone of her career defined of the of the self-titled Beyonce album mm-hmm. was inspired by Thriller but the the lyrical content she feels more indebted to Confessions than anything more than anything for her first album for the the self-titled, the self-titled album, album. Oh, okay okay I can see that self-titled had um, that was the one that she released without telling anyone right that lost to, um, Love 
that lost. Yeah, they had Drunken Love and uh, Blow and Seven Eleven. Okay, I didn't really like that album. That was her first album post her father as her manager. Yeah, more hip hop influenced. Yeah. Hence why she probably didn't have a, a campaign. What else that's, was on this one? That's Matthew Knowles. Matthew oh, Knowles had, does that. They had EXO and Flawless and Partition. Yeah, I think that's my least favorite album by her. And that's saying a lot. You know, that's not saying... Well, not saying a lot. That's not saying much because I'm not a huge fan of hers by any stretch. But, um, yeah, I just... I haven't liked what she's done ever since then. But I... So I, I couldn't really state an opinion on how I think this album influenced that one. Cause I just think that album is just so much, both of those albums are just so much better than this one than this herself titled. But, um, and according to another, uh, magazine article, uh, you could hear the influence of confessions in Adele's 21. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Uh, Miguel's kaleidoscope dream, Drake's so far gone. Omarion's O and Jason Derulo's self-titled album. O had Icebox right on it. Uh, um, I think so. Which was his essentially his version. Of no, it. it had touch. That was on. Uh, that was the previous one. Okay. Yeah, that had touch. The, yeah, O had touch, and um, I don't know any of these other songs. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes forget Omarion had, had a solo touch. career. I'm trying to. Uh, I think those are those are the only other songs I know from that album. Oh, I know like the 20, main album. Twenty one had Icebox. That was later. Okay. Yeah, that's the the Omarion album. I go back to. Yeah, that's the one I know. Icebox was good. <laughs> um. So, what do y'all think of the the? <clears throat> um. I always ask this last. Uh, what is the legacy? of confessions how should we how should we view <laughs> confessions in the uh the the canon of r&b music <laughs> the canon of r&b music the long and illustrious <laughs> um i don't did you want to go first brandon uh, i mean it's it's one of those albums that sit up there, that sits up there with, even though I don't think it's, it's it's his best album. It sits up there with Thriller, like the likes of Thriller, mm-hmm. uh, just like other like notable albums like that. Yeah, and I think it's like a very good snapshot of a very good snapshot of. 2000s R&B mm-hmm. like if you want to like oh like the people always say like oh like I wish R&B was more like it was in the early 2000s it's like oh well what do you recommend <laughs> it would be Usher's Confessions yeah I concur um when you said that the first thing I thought of when you're like was his legacy peace up A-Town down <laughs> like that's the first thing peace I up, thought about A-Town down like how that was essentially a catchphrase, you know, to, you know, and now it's uh, like, was that your ringtone? No, no it was okay. my going away message for uh, AOL 
uh, instant messenger aim, if you will, for the initiated. <laughs> and I, because my little icon thingy was Usher, and every time I said nice. bye, he would go a town down, nice, and walk away. I, it's it's funny too Good because time. like. I believe I feel like now A Town has become what Hotlanta yeah. was like. No one, no like one I'm pretty sure, that. maybe at some point people called it Hotlanta that lived in Atlanta. But when the Olympics came, after they're like Hotlanta, like nope, nah, nah, it's not cool anymore. Okay, do it. And now like, I don't think anyone calls it no A Town anymore. A-Town. Like now it's just you know the A or the ATL. Until I guess someone else and makes even a like song. The ATL is getting there. Yeah. Like if someone <laughs> makes a song, the A that'll is kill almost it. there. Like, yeah. No nicknames. Yeah, just Atlanta. <laughs> almost to no oh, nicknames you live in the ATL? I live in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it, I felt like it, it, it put us on the map. Like, you know, there were songs before, but none that were as ubiquitous as 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 um yeah was even though it sounds like nothing else on the album to where you could almost really say there's confessions and then there's yeah <laughs> and yeah is 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 essentially like a a, a rap beat that you sing over yeah. and everything else is r&b mm-hmm. i mean that's how different they are it is from the rest of the album and but that song it really put it really jump started so many things and i and that's why i really that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it because it really, it it gave you the Atlanta sound with one song. It gave you yeah. the Atlanta sound. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to make any more. And all the things about Atlanta, an Atlanta artist is doing it. Atlanta producer produced it, and an Atlanta artist is rapping on it. And it was probably shot at a club in Atlanta. In Atlanta. <laughs> so it's it is really like the ultimate Atlanta victory lap. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and, and it's just like everyone on the track had star power. Ludacris was huge at the time. Yeah. He was very yeah. big. You know, Usher's huge. So it was just kind of like this star-studded song and it's Atlanta. And that's when people are like, man, maybe we should take notice of the Atlanta, this Atlanta place. Like, maybe they're more than just R.E.M., <laughs> which is Athens, by the way. But yeah, they're right. <laughs> like, they're more than the B-52s, which is also Athens, by the way. <laughs> they're more than the Indigo Girls, which is Decatur, by the way. So, you know, we were defined by, you know, these these things. And and really before that, was like it was like, what Outkast and Goody Mob. That was really yeah. kind of T.I. was he was coming. He was, up. Yeah, he was around. He was coming mm-hmm. up. I think what trap music had, had was big, but we I wouldn't get King for like King. we wouldn't King get was King like three me. years later. Yeah, it'd be a yeah. few more years before we got King. We had um, God, what was Rubber Band Man and um, I'm Serious. That was on. Not I'm serious, but Rubber Band Man, and he had the other one. Was like, 24s. Was on. He was like, you never heard a dope boy play piano. Um Oh, be easy. Yeah, be easy, <laughs> man. Summer of '03, when I um when I screwed up in college, and my dad wanted to teach me a lesson, and he had me work at the Maxway at West End. If you if you're from Atlanta, you know what I mean. I worked there for a summer, bro. It was scary, but like I heard "Crazy in Love" and "Be Easy" all the time <laughs> to where like I just had to start like I was like "Be easy," like I just it it it, it, it went into my vernacular. To where I was like, hey, it'll be easy, man. Be easy. Like, <laughs> all the time. Um, but yeah, like you, you 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 wouldn't get, you know, King for a few more years to where that was really that was TI's coming out party, really. Um But before that, it was it was that song, this album kind of, but really that song. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of that song, uh, look at how they did at the Grammys. Uh, there was Yeah was nominated for Record of the Year. Uh, it did not win. It lost to Here We Go Again by Ray Charles and Nora Jones. I believe Ray Charles had passed at the time. Yeah, this Ray was Charles the beginning right. of the Give It to the Old Guy era. Yeah. Steely Dan against two against one. <laughs> um, also nominated in that category, Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Idiot. Uh, Heaven Ooh. by uh, and Heaven by Los Lonely Boys. I was talking about them yesterday, <laughs> how good they are live. And we were just like, what happened to them? Like, they were so good. I didn't know they got nominated for Record of the Year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Confessions was also nominated for Album of the Year. It lost to Genius Loves Company by Ray Charles. <laughs> also nominated American Idiot, The Diary of Alicia Keys, and The College Dropout. Mm. I didn't know one of these. Was... One of these albums is not like the other, and it's the one that won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I didn't realize American Idiot got, but I mean, that is considered their... You know, their biggest, they kind of went, I don't want to say downhill after that, but they were never the same in terms of popularity. You know, a lot of people like didn't even like that album. Yeah, well, because I think they had been. It was like overproduced. Well, not even overproduced. I always thought that people didn't like it because they spent their entire career not being serious. And then they started being serious. serious. You make a song like, you know, you had Good Riddance, which was on Nimrod, which is kind of serious. But then you come out with Boulevard of Broken Dreams like, dog, this is a little too, this is a little too real. (laughs) You're supposed to play three chords. Yeah. Just three chords. (laughs) And I'm like, it's a great song. But you're right. Like the the song structures were a little bit, you know, people like, "Uh, this ain't the green day that I know. (laughs) Say this ain't your father's green day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Usher was also nominated for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance when they still split it up by gender. He lost to Prince for Call My Name. Also nominated was Charlene, Anthony Hamilton, Mm. R. Kelly, Happy People, and Brian McKnight, What We Do Here. Tell me, man, all of his nominations and wins, just not going to age well for R. Kelly. Uh, Best R&B Performance by Duo or Group with Vocals, it did win. For My Boo, the duet with Alicia God, Keys. That's all. <laughs> Nominated also was Lose My Breath by Destiny's Child, Say Yes by Flowetry. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Alicia Keys featuring Tony, Tony, Tony for Diary. Mm. And Earth, Wind, and Fire and Raphael Sadiq for Show Me the Way. Mm. That Flowetry song, Say Yes. Oof. Uh, it also won for Best Contemporary R&B Album. Uh, also nominated was... Uh, Brandy's Aphrodisiac. Oh, that's good. Janet Jackson's Demita Joe. an underrated album. Very underrated. It is. Uh, Janet Jackson's Demita Joe. Christina Milian. It's About Time. They had Dip It Low. (laughs) 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 And last last but not least, Mario Winans. Oh, wow. Talk about your one-hit wonder. <laughs> and this is actually wow. a, a category that has been discontinued. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, don't remember, I don't think this category is still around, but yeah. Man, yeah, Aphrodisiac had Full Moon on it, right? Or was that the one with Kanye? Oh, that was the one after it. That was the one with Kanye. Yeah, yeah, full, yeah full Moon was on Full Moon. The okay. album was Full Moon. Yeah, because that had uh, the way they talk about our love. And who is she to you? Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And one more Grammy Daddy won. Best Rap Sung Collaboration. 
which is now best melodic rap performance. Uh, one for Yeah. Also nominated was uh, Why by Jadakiss featuring Anthony Hamilton. Oh, I forgot about that song. Uh, <laughs> the aforementioned Dip It Low, Christina Milian <laughs> and Fabulous. Wow. She looked great. <laughs> I did not know that was ever like nominated for stuff. <laughs> Slow Jams, Twista oh! and Kanye West and Jamie Foxx, and All Falls Down, Kanye Ooh. and Selena Johnson. Mm. Man. Yeah. Wow. Good. So this good was year. like he this was also yeah, this was also a big year for Kanye at yeah. the same time. Um like I said they all twelve songs were uh rap or R and B songs that topped the charts, that topped the hot one hundred. Yeah. Um it also won um uh at the American Music Awards. <laughs> Which you could the call most. the the American Math Awards. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the math. Who sold the most? <laughs> Who sold the um, most? He won four of those um, at the Billboard Music Awards. Also, just math. Usher won eleven awards. Uh, which was a record at the time, included Artist of the Year, Male Artist of the Year, the Hot 100 Song of the Year for Yeah, and um, it was the best, ranked the best solo album of the 2000s. Wow. Confessions? Yeah, the, be- okay. the best solo album and the second best <clears throat> overall album between 2000 and 2009. Holy crap. But I guess if you got a lot of one hit wonders and yeah, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think who who he could compete with. I mean, by sales wise, it's got to be one of the biggest. Um, Is it something by Britney Spears or? I don't know. Well, because Britney, or, I always forget, like, she... Or NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys or something? By the time, like, the 2000s hit, Britney was not as big. Like, I forget, like, she really... Her first few years, like, 98 to, like, 2000, 2001, were her big years. Like, I didn't realize, like, I'm a slave for you. Yeah, by this was, time, like, she had started one. fade out. Yeah. Like, Let me see what, what it was here. Because I always get that mixed up. I, I was like, oh, she was it. big in college. It's like, nah, bro, she wasn't. Like she was big in high school. In high school, yeah. When we were in high school. By yes. then, as you, as Brandon kind of you know alluded to, <coughs> she started to go crazy. Like, because I still remember the the radio fake radio program that Matt and I made, where we parodied the guy "Leave Britney Alone." Like, and that was oh <laughs> five maybe, oh five or oh six. So wow. And she had, I think, by then she that done is... the blackout performance where you see Fifty Cent with the shock look on his face, like. He just saw like a train wreck or something. He can't believe his eyes, which I can't believe has not become a meme yet. Like just that shocked look. It was like so pronounced. <laughs> like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. Like he was like, she's crying out for help. <laughs> Yo. Which we know a lot more now, you know, with the conservative ship and everything. We know a lot more. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. yeah. I am. I'm not able to see what the what that other album was, um, but it's. Um, I I think this is. We could you could look at Confessions as kind of a a complete album, mm-hmm. um, and the songs that were hits were hits. But then there's also some other non singles that were good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, there's also won an MTV Europe Music Award for Best Album. Wow. That's interesting. Um, see if they'll show what it was up against. It was up against Dangerously in Love, Ella Funk. <laughs> I just love that name. <laughs> Life for Rent, Dido. Hold Dido? on, but yeah, okay, because yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, if this is over there, then yeah, she was pretty big. And Speaker Box of Love Below. Bigger than she was in America. Yeah. I think people know her primarily as the girl who sings the hook sings the on stage. <laughs> which, which is just a sample of her song. Yeah. Of her song. And yeah. it's funny because it wasn't even the hook of her song. No. That's how catchy her verses were. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did not realize this, but In the Zone came out in 03. Toxic was on that album. So yeah. that is a little shocking that they would put that up because Toxic was one of those songs that was literally everywhere. But off of that album that was really you know all that she had and then britney with i'm a slave for you came out in 01 so that didn't Nin- even start 98 to 01 yeah yeah I, she was, I was in ninth grade when baby one more time came out yeah she was she was big for that small and then just kind of you know fell off for other then reasons she cut her hair no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I could, I could kind of like I guess maybe I mean it's a great album, I I I do agree I don't think it's his best, but it's his best selling. So, so to what's some his best? Is eighty seven oh one? Do you think it's? I his think eighty seven oh one is. It's 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 to me it's a tie between eighty seven oh one and my way. I think both of those are like really stellar albums, but he just wasn't Usher yet. Well, no, he was Usher. He was not Usher. And that's the difference, you know, the difference between like Cascade and Cascade. <laughs> and I wish Abe was here to explain it. Yeah. But like, you know, he was Usher and now he's Usher. You know, he's, you know, playing. He's at the Grammys. He's at this. He's at that. Whereas before, you know, he's <laughs> like, so I don't think you can make a parody of a parody video of a Clockwork Orange on something that came off of Confessions, which is essentially what he did for My oh, Way. My Way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for some reason, Tyrese shows up. It is in the video. Yeah. Is in the like he was video. just doing some wild stuff back then that like, you know, I don't think Who was the girl? Well I don't back know. Who then the girl Tyrese was. that's before Tyrese had a music career. Yeah, he Tyrese was wasn't modeling. big yeah. yet. Yeah, he was just He 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 had just been on a bus. Yeah, singing. <laughs> so yeah, like it's just, you know, you, you think about those albums and they were I, I think maybe my way edges it out slightly, but like I think those first two, but Confessions was the one like I said, there's there's a lot of bangers on it, but like pound for pound, I think those first two. Oh, it's not even explained what about like the Clockwork Orange theme. Yeah, he's the got that thing video. on his eye and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's, I don't know why that never clicked to me. <laughs> yeah, until now. I've never even seen the movie. Well, they, 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 the... they it was more the hat and the eye thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't dress the, the exact same way. Yeah, he didn't wear the crotch. Um, thingy or and the, and the white the all yeah. white with the overalls but definitely was a it was a pastiche of um of clockwork orange and then like a, with a little bit of um well no because they did they rumbled they he was pretty violent in the clockwork yeah it was yeah, it was a clockwork oh wow this is tyrese with the lip piercing too yeah. and he's like in all he's in like camo and he's like yeah they're doing the crazy yeah. dances like some very physical dancing 
Usher starts breakdancing. <laughs> like, like Usher was going in, man. Like Usher is a, is a is an entertainer, man. He is an entertainer with a capital E. Yeah. Um, anything else that anyone would like to add about this? Um, on AJC, it is on AJC's um, 15 best albums to come out of Georgia. They don't rank them per se, but it's just on there. Um, it is in between Crazy Sexy Cool and um, Hearts of Hearts and Armor by Trisha Yearwood. I totally forgot that Trisha Yearwood was from Georgia. Um, I don't like that sometimes she gets uh, really just like, oh, yeah, um, Garth Brooks' wife. She had a career, guys. Come on, guys. Be nice. She had a career. On, she had a really good career. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, they consider it. I mean, it's, it's one of the – you know the best-selling ones to come out of um, out of out of this state, the great state of Georgia. Some of the other artists on there we'll probably talk about. I don't want to spoil any of them, but you know, um, if you Google the list, though, you can find it and it'll show you. And it's a who's who's of Georgia artists, um, old and new, not just new, but you know, some really older ones as well. Yeah, Brandon, anything you want to add? <sighs> I don't know. Like, dude, this is like, listen, like, Confessions is one of those albums I look at. <clears throat> I hold, I hold it in in such high regard because it reminds me of, of not having responsibility. Oh, that was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like the perfect period of time where I, like, all I had to do was go to school and mm-hmm. do good, <laughs> do good in school. That's it. Uh, yeah, good times. No, I love a good album. I love an album that that has memories attached to it. I yeah, do. I do. This was love definitely that. one for us. I do love that. I, I yeah, I, I do love that. If you got that, if you have that album, and, and maybe that'd be a, um, like a, a nostalgia because five. <laughs> it's like, oh man, yeah. this song like because NERD reminded me of riding around in your in your burgundy Ford Escort back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, the song, yeah, it reminds me of. Every club or bar that we went to, this song got see, played. For me, see, for me, it was the monthly school dance <laughs> they would have. Or as it, like Spiral Gyro. Uh, the, I remember it was played at the, the international party that we went to. That party was insane. <laughs> they had a phone party that night. That part, that. I'm telling you, man, those international kids got down. Yes. They got down. Like, I, I, I wish I had realized that before, that the international students were the ones to party with. Yeah, they, like, seriously, like, it was just like, yeah. It oh, is now um, Z's Fine Italian Dining. Oh. Is what it is now. Yeah. Oh, wait, she got it back? I guess. <laughs> like, Spiral Spir- Spir- so Gyro and Z's with the, the same place. Because yeah. the the guy had it, they he divorced his wife. She got the restaurant, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I thought he got it back. <laughs> well, they had another name too. Yeah, there was another name um, because they were the only place in town that sold bison burgers, <laughs> and they were good. But that was like their thing. I was like, "Oh, stop! Y'all got bison? Like, yeah, okay, cool. Give me one." <laughs> and I played it all three. I think I played it all three iterations of it. <laughs> Uh, it was also what played at the the mansion. Yeah. Um. Uh, Club Thirty One. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Dolphin. Oh God. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all of these were just basically buildings with concrete floors. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah. all had concrete floors. Well, so we had a uh, we had a skate we had a skating rink. Oh, we weren't where, good enough for like, that in Carrollton. No, <laughs> but like no, but like at a certain like a certain like I think like once a month they would, like it would turn it into a. Uh, uh, quote unquote club called Club Exit, and it was for the like the high schoolers and stuff. Club Exit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> These names, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. I never got a chance to go to a teen club. My parents were very overprotective. <laughs> uh, I've been to like I've been to like quite a few funny named places. There's a place called Shy Lounge, which sounds very Jersey Shore. Shy Lounge. <laughs> there was a. Uh, uh, what was it called? I, I think knew it was, it was called one called Industry. Oh, we have an industry here. It's a club. There was club, an though. industry that was a teen club in Augusta. There was there was a teen club called Industry. The yeah, industry in Atlanta. Was so I don't know. Was biggest. that a franchise? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't a teen club in Atlanta. It was a it was a full on. I think part owned by Keith Sweat. If you remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had. I know there was one in Fayetteville called the Market, which is like the. I feel like that's the wrong name for a teen club. The Market. The Market. Yeah. <laughs> I never got to go to the Market, oh, no. but I heard about it. Was R. Kelly involved? I hope to God anyway. not. <laughs> they just all look the other way because they're making too much money. <laughs> R. Kelly paying off everybody. <laughs> we laugh, but it really happened. But yes, 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 yes it did. <laughs> um. So we'll get to uh, that'll do it for our discussion about uh, confessions <laughs> and we'll get to my earworm of the week. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of 80s music recently. Yeah. All right. That's good. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I believe they I've been this this band has been on uh, been an earworm for me before. And it's uh, Simple Minds. Oh, I love Simple Minds. And I like this song. But Brandon, uh, you're able to see the how the the stream how the stream looks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna see the video. <laughs> this is had to be in the early days of music videos, where if you found out how to do an effect, oh, you, you just, just made that the entire it. video, <laughs> the entire video. <laughs> so this is one of those. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, all the things she said by Simple Minds. <laughs> You're going to see it in just a second, and we'll be right back. Throw me to the sea while the heartbeat's beating. 
All the things she said by Simple Minds. I was just looking at Brandon's face while watching the video. <laughs> that is the trippiest thing. One what of was the, the trippiest things I've ever seen. It's it, the the it's the, the the double and the like. It's them over and over and over again. Oh, like okay. Like, I'm just puzzled. Like, why does he have these birds? Yeah, like the <laughs> the birds, the birds. There's there's one more appearance of birds as well towards the like, end of the video. <laughs> like I get the cool guitar, the guitar one. Like every time he passes by, it's a different guitar. But like every time he passes by, <laughs> it's a different bird. <laughs> um. So yeah, and the bird clearly doesn't want to be there because as it passes by, you see him trying to still perform, <laughs> but his arm is up like this. <laughs> uh, that's why I thought like. When someone found this effect, like, oh, this is, we, we, yes, this is it. This is the one. Everything. <laughs> this is the whole video. Um, no one's doing this. <laughs> um, so that will bring us to uh, the end of this particular episode. Um, Brandon, as we always say, uh, where can people find you if you want to be found? I can be find, found via Twitter and or TikTok and or YouTube. Uh, just search Father Clef and I should pop up. Nobody else has named that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, if oh, hold on, let me switch it up here. Well, no, I can't. <laughs> um, so if. Uh, Hold on. This should work. One more day. There we go. So (laughs) um, uh, if you're watching on Twitch, you can see in the bottom left corner where you can listen to us. There's just two places. Uh, There are lots more. Um, And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Look at our show notes. You'll see where else you can follow us. Uh, Our YouTube page. Um, Subscribe there. Uh, hit notifications. Apparently, that's what needs to be done yeah. to grow the channel. Um, the bell. <laughs> yeah, the bell. click the bell. Click the bell to get the notifications. Smash that like button. <laughs> God, I, I hear that so, so much. much. It's so annoying. <laughs> like that like button like it's a loaf of bread. Like, I hear them try to get creative. <laughs> but it's still the same thing. <laughs> there's, one, there's one channel that I saw. Um, he... Uh, he to to get people to hit the you know the call to action <laughs> he would say uh he would use a comment because he would always say um 
like I was doing something like uh, it would be someone's commenting like I was doing this and then I remembered to click the like button. It was like I was making a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I remember to <laughs> click the like button. <laughs> I remember Kendrick Wilson asked me, he's like, do you actually like hit like on the videos you watch? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start. <laughs> or someone was like, I, I, I know I go out of my way to do like for like. Cre- like creators that like I know, yeah. Because I, I was <laughs> like, I know like, how the algorithm is. Yeah, I would add it to playlists, thinking I was doing something. Like, wait, I need to actually hit this like button. So I started doing that. Thank I you. thought it was working by like I would see people I wasn't even following, but I would see more of their videos if I just watched one of them. Then I would see mm-hmm. the in the recommended. Yeah, <laughs> see more. If there. you watch two, it's like next thing we saw you watch two of these videos. Here you go. Don't look up Jerry Curls. I'm still getting ads. <laughs> it was after I watched Coming to America, and I typed in Soul Glow, and I am still getting Jerry Curl advertisements. Still. I'm not going to – I don't have hair. <laughs> barking up the wrong tree, guys. <laughs> like, my, I am the wrong crowd. Yeah, put it in my beard? Are you going to jerry curl my beard? Like, No. <laughs> I don't know where, like, what what I watch to continuously get the squat, the squatch, Sasquatch soap or squatch soap. Never even heard of that. It's supposed to be like some soap. Like, don't use the 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 shower gels. You know, mm-hmm. use use this soap because you're supposed to, you smell like a man. Like, it, I keep getting that ad. <laughs> so, um, like, I, I I didn't even look up anything about soap. I don't recall. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, you'll smell like mowed grass? Like Apparently mowed grass. Um, in the woods. Like uh, the f- woods. fresh firewood. <laughs> Manly man. <laughs> like, um, repressed feelings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, toxic masculinity. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, what should we end it with? What should we end the show with? Hmm. Um, what was it? Throwback? Throwback? Yeah. No. That's the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis one, right? No. Uh, no. What's the Jimmy Jam and Terry uh, Lewis one? That's uh, that, Simple uh, Things. Yeah. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Simple Things well, or simple Truth things Hurts bad or Bad Girl. Oh, let's go with Bad Girl. And that's what it's made for. Shout out to Matt, who used to play that riff all the time at shows and get people upset when we didn't play it. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> I'm like, no. They're like, <sighs> like, we don't know that song. Like, we don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, y'all don't sing that? No. Which was really funny because I had never pegged Matt for like an Usher fan. But like, I swear, like he would constantly play that riff. <laughs> I thought it was funny as like he would play it at a show and people were like, ah, no, nah, we don't play that. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all never bothered to learn it or to practice it? In hindsight, <laughs> you probably should have because we played. Yeah. What would it have been to learn one more? You know, but, you know, even had a white guy up there rapping, you know. Oh, boy. Well, this is Bad Girl by Usher. <laughs> And uh, that'll do it for this episode. We'll talk to y'all very, very soon. Oh boy! Peace, peace, peace. What y'all know about a supermodel? Fresh out of Air magazine. Buy her own bottles. Look, pimp juice. I keep it on. Bad than a mother. I hear you say, bad girl. If you're a bad girl.
players when you see me Act like you know me I keep a dollar worth of dimes You know pimping ain't easy For all my chicks in the club Who knows how to cut a rug If you're a bad girl Get at me bad girl I need a bad girl Say yeah Get at me bad girl What sexy ladies Coming on with me tonight I'm ready to be bad I need a bad girl So bad baby Get at me bad girl